Welcome to the inaugural episode of Rental Store Rumble, where two movies go in and one movie comes out. Today, we ask that you join us for a ride and speed up the music as we talk about Maximum Overdrive versus Christine, both about killer vehicles, both Stephen King films. First up, we have Maximum Overdrive, a 1986 film about a comet passing by Earth and giving sentience to our technology, including Walkmans, soda can dispensers, and yes, <laughs> semi-trucks. At the Dixie Boy truck stop, a small group of people fight for their lives against their new mechanical overlords. With an all-ACDC soundtrack, the film stars the repo man himself, Emilio Estevez, Laura Harrington of The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai and What's Eating Gilbert Grape fame, Yeardley Smith, who, unless you paid no attention to over 600 opening credits sequences, is Lisa Simpson, and also in As Good As It Gets, I guess. And of course, the man who needs no introduction, Pat Hingle, who's in The Strange One, Hang Em High, the 1979 TV movie Elvis, and The Batmans, among quite a few other things. Joe Bob Briggs gave it two and a half stars, but what do you think about it? Let's go with um, Josh first. Oh, are we going for an, an out of five, an out of ten? Oh, it doesn't matter. Just tell me what you think about it. Uh, I, I thought it was a, a very fun throwback into old school film. Just the craziness of, uh, well, this was 80s, right? Yeah, 1986. Okay, yeah, it had that feel to it, and... It was a lot of fun. Very nostalgic for all the cinematography in it. <laughs> okay, well, we'll move to our next person. Well, uh, I thought it was just really funny to watch. And like he said, you could feel the era it was made in. I made a note. Uh, the gas prices for diesel were a dollar and eight cents and nine tenths. Oh, so, yeah? Pretty reasonably priced. But yeah, no, it was just so ridiculous and over the top. I just... I enjoyed it. I'd never seen it before. <laughs> I'd heard the name a lot, but uh, yeah, it was definitely a very worthwhile watch. I think you liked it. I got distracted because I was looking at your list of notes, <laughs> and there's that like Green Goblin guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so and under three dollar gas, we've started wars for less than that now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And um, I liked it as well. You know, I liked it better than I the last time I watched it, which was like five or six years ago. But I, I mean, it is definitely not a great movie, but it's entertaining <laughs> as hell. Um, let's talk about the various things related to this movie. You know, just just what's going on in general. What is what is your favorite thing about this movie in general? Would you say? 
Oh, well, I gotta say, my, my, the first thing that stands out to me is soundtrack-wise. I mean, it's basically an ACDC album that you're listening to the whole time, so that's fantastic. Yes, it's, I mean, that's definitely a standout moment for that <laughs> movie. I, I don't know what else stands out to you. Oh, let's see. I mean, uh, you got some, again, it's the 80s, so you actually see Emilio Estevez in movies, which is great, because he's probably one of the better Sheens, I would think. And you just don't hear about him anymore. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say he's comparable to his father or whatever. Well, okay, yeah. But yeah. It, it's weird that he isn't in more things. That's true. I don't know. What do you think about... What was your favorite thing about this movie? A lot of my favorite stuff was the things that don't make sense. Like <laughs> when the kid is going on his bike ride and seeing all the destruction. Well, after his Little League team is attacked by the soda machine and... The coach is killed and a couple kids are taken down. But just his ride through the neighborhoods, well, especially when the sprinklers turn on, despite having no electronics. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, just all the ridiculous ways people died. Um, the, you know the most ridiculous one. That yeah. The guy that was listening to the radio on his Walkman, and his Walkman somehow killed him. Yeah, I like that multiple people get killed by Walkmans somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow Walkmans are apparently very dangerous if electronics become alive. I don't know how. Yeah, and the, but... the girl's hairdryer that somehow strangled her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, how does it wrap around her? Like, exactly. It just got the power of a jet engine and just spun around her neck. Yeah, it's funny that this movie is like The Stand, except instead of a very possible thing like a virus it's like a hairdryer kills someone they're just all <laughs> hanging out of their houses and stuff i i also love like like we were talking about with the sprinklers how like things that should not be affected by <laughs> electronics being taken over somehow can manifest and kill people switches can turn despite yes. that not being anything to do with the electronics in them levers can move with no external force <laughs> same thing with ignition buttons press no themselves yep yeah, I guess we're jumping right into it, but we'll we'll go back to the beginning. Of course, the movie oh. opens okay, okay. up with the famous sequence of Stephen King himself, you know, being taking out the stuff out of the <laughs> machine or whatever. Oh yeah, the ATM machine. Oh yeah, calls I, him an I, asshole. I gotta say, I love I loved that because I'm like, oh, finally an honest bank that actually just like, hey, asshole, fuck yeah. you. Well, yeah, because it's <laughs> like, just uh, like saying the the temperature and everything, and then it's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and then. You are an, an asshole. You are an asshole. Hey, this thing called me an asshole. That's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a perfect way to open a movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the movie starts out just all cylinders going, <laughs> yeah, essentially. Uh, well, 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 it's it's really funny because it's like it's you get the, the text opening of, you know, Earth is going through a comet trail and then it is just immediately pedal to the metal okay let's there's no build up just everything now and i love the extreme overacting people used to do like the the bridge operators when it opened up and the one guy's like ah i didn't pull the lever just do this you son of a bitch he's like all mad at his co-worker for some reason what the co-worker that in the scene earlier he's playing cards with and he's yelling at you were watching him like what you can't get mad at him for it yeah, I mean, that scene is awesome. If if you just took that scene, I think people would be like, oh, man, four out of four stars is so awesome. It's like <laughs> ACDC music, cars are, like, failing, the bridge is coming up. The bridge up, is coming up. The watermelon. Total watermelon gore. Yeah, pretty intense stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, the motorcycle guy falling off. Hey, he lucked out. That ACDC truck. 
Oh yeah, they oh, yeah, yeah. van, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they were cool. on the bridge. It was their tour van. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that scene is awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, like almost right away, we get to the Dixie Boy arcade room, which is also cool. There's like a Tempest machine in there, Star Castle, the Knight Rider pinball machine, and stuff. That's awesome. Okay, I, I mean, felt a little hurt when the machine break for somehow the pinball machine balls. breaks the glass. Yeah. yeah, like why does the machine like, keep? Why do all the machines keep killing themselves in this movie? It makes no sense. And even sense. if it had the power, it couldn't. Just the way pinball machines are designed, it can't shoot the balls out at the player. Yeah. Unless I guess, well, it's all in maximum overdrive, so it can do more force. I guess maybe it can. Yeah, definitely like the guy in that scene. Yeah. Yep. Yo, mama. <laughs> It, yes. Yeah, just yo mama to the, without provocation whatsoever, to the arcade machine. As you said, Paul, Gustavo yep. Fring. Yep, it was an interesting discovery. We went the whole movie, thought it was a funny scene, and then during the credits, I'm like, wait, Giancarlo Esposito, I I know that name, but it's got to just be an actor with the same name. Go to his IMDb, like, oh, that's Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad, apparently. Yeah, he gets to say yo mama, and he gets electrocuted by Star Castle. <laughs> he does get a lot of cigarettes and quarters before yeah, that's Star true. Castle kills him. <laughs> That's the shining part of the electronics rebellion. Ah, free cigs and quarters. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean the the Dixie Boy looks crazy. They have that wall of nudie pictures in that one guy's like <laughs> yeah. room or whatever. I can't decide. Looking at it, I'm like, it's it's this weird combination where it's, there's rooms to sleep in it, but I don't know who would be sleeping there. I don't know. Cause, I guess because it's not like trucker rooms. It's for the staff. Yeah, maybe because it's like Bubba's room. Yeah, maybe they pull, like, 16-hour shifts. I don't know. That could be. Well, he's a sleazy guy who wanted Emilio Estevez to punch in for only eight hours but work nine. Yeah. I I mean, if that... <laughs> I mean, he could have pushed that. Maybe, like, oh, man, for eight hours you get paid or whatever, and then 11 hours you work. Like, he could have pushed it a More than bit. one maybe hour. I was about to say, it seems pretty tame if you're going to go for worker extortion to be but like, you got... must work one extra hour. <laughs> but just that was enough to almost bring him to the breaking point. <laughs> yeah. But then he had to remind him that he uh, has dirt on him. Dirt, because he, he's uh, an ex-con. Yep. He's oh, got yeah. a star on the punch card, like, like most of the punch cards. Maybe yep. that's why he's no longer in things past Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been in stuff since then, but he needs to be in more stuff. But yeah, Pat Hingle being a dick to people. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Then we get to like the soda machine, of course. And, and oh, the, <laughs> the infamous soda machine. Uh, yeah. That scene is so worth it. Yeah, the soda machine killing people, the like kids playing <laughs> baseball and stuff. Okay. I, I love the part when the kid grabs the uh, the catcher's mask and like crawls. Oh, yeah. Crawls yeah. army style to the coach to make sure he's dead. It's like, he's and, dead. and this is when he, in 10 years, his eyes gloss over and he talks about, you know, being in Nom. Yeah, I like <laughs> you know, that he has I that. remember my kid. <laughs> My teammates all got hit with cans and went down hard. Yeah. Coach was already dead. <laughs> I like that he has that, like, can indentation of just blood, and there's, like, blood all over <laughs> yeah. the sidewalk yeah. and stuff. That actually looks pretty cool. It was, even though... it was a, they actually did really good with a lot of the gore and violent effects in this, where, you know, I, I was worried it was going to be a lot hokier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it looks totally fine. I don't. I know people make fun of this movie, but at least that element it, looks pretty good. It looks just as good as anything else you would have seen. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely no Tom Savini. Well, okay, like yeah, well, or something, but <laughs> yeah, but... that looks fake too in some regard. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely like the soda machine. That is always funny. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Then uh, there's. There's the like Bible salesman guy oh, after yeah. that. 
trying to get with his... Uh, oh, he's trying to feel up the hitchhiker yeah, girl. Yeah. Laura, I can't remember her name in the movie. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, she's, you know, she's upset. She she says, eat my shorts to him, which is our first Simpsons reference. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I know Simpsons didn't come out till after this movie, but I mean, you can't help but not it... avoid that, <laughs> considering now... Well, you know, and they, they have several of those references, and I have to put in my notes, Stephen King did it! Stephen King did it! Yeah, I mean, it's pretty funny just thinking about, you know, Yardley Smith being in this. And she's, yeah. she's not known as much for other things outside of The Simpsons, although she is in stuff. It's it's just funny because you can't help but think about The Simpsons the whole time. There's, there's <laughs> always a subtle Simpsons feel about it. Yeah, and this is just because we're younger. I mean, we're not, like, that young. But, you know, all three of us grew up seeing The Simpsons oh, on yeah. a regular basis. So. But I, I noticed something about the Dixie Boys, that they have Miller on tap. In fact, they have Miller signs all over the place. There's Miller bottles all over the place. There's there's the Miller truck later on in the film, it, too. It, it always makes me wonder, is this product placement, or is this just because it's 1980? Like the it's, mid, because it's the mid-80s, it's just that's what you could get as props. I don't know. I think it's props. just Miller time. That's what it is. It's that, Miller time. <laughs> but yeah speaking of yardley smith the very next thing that happens of course curtis and connie oh yeah newlyweds <laughs> another one of the uh, the simpsons since we uh you know curtis millhouse's dad oh i mean yeah. this, it just keeps building layers <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know maybe they saw maximum overdrive it's like we can take parts yep. of this and make a <laughs> this couple looks like each other they're married <laughs> we should no. do that with our characters yeah <laughs> kurt and luann millhouse's parents it's just so weird. <laughs> it really is. But yeah, Yardley's pretty cool in this movie. I think this movie would be far less entertaining without her just, you know, screeching about stuff all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. at Curtis. Yeah, yelling at Curtis. Dead? Yeah. <laughs> Rather than asking him if he's alive or okay. Yeah, hey, I almost get thrown over. Are you dead? Yeah. Do you expect a response if it's yes? <laughs> when they first come across that. The killer uh, tow truck? Yeah, the killer tow truck. Oh, yeah. I love that when they have the scene where, like, you can see half of a forearm and a hand, and she, she starts screaming. screaming. Yeah. Bloody murder. She's screaming, and then she's like, it's Two dead. seconds later, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the, the tow truck almost kills him. And I love that scene. She gets in the driver's seat, and he's staring down the oh, tow yes. truck. There's this moment, like, Curtis is he, is thinking, is he going to try and punch it? Maybe I can beat the tow I can, truck. I can take it. <laughs> That's some good stuff there, but I, I like <laughs> Just after that, when things are going on the fritz at the Dixie Boy and Pat Hingle's like, fucked if I know. That's like, <laughs> I, that's his, when someone asks him, like, what's going on? That's his thing. Just yeah. hearing Pat Hingle say, like, fucked if I know is the best, man. Oh, yeah. He he was fan. He's one of those bad guys that you're just like, ah, you're such a dick, but you're awesome to watch act. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. I'll, I'll have to make you guys watch Joysticks. It doesn't have Pat Hingle in it, but. There's an equally awesome person in it as a bad guy, and Ooh. I mean it's a terrible movie, but it's <laughs> I don't I think you'll like it. <laughs> well, all right. Od from Terror Vision is in it. It's been a while since I've seen that. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, well, we'll get into that sometime <laughs> down the line. Yeah, and obviously we're gonna have to talk about the Green Goblin truck because it it has appeared before <laughs> all this. You know, the I, yep, happy like, toys. Like it's it's fantastic. It's so iconic. I don't know of any company that would put a green goblin on the front of their delivery truck. Yeah. Especially with light up eyes. Yeah, yeah, that was like extra weird. Like, Couldn't tell if that was supposed to be a feature of the truck or just because 
the truck is inhabited by <laughs> it's, it's some just the, evil presence. Is this the possession, or right. like they just thought this was cool? <laughs> yep, we're a kid's toy Step. company. Let's have this goblin face with light up red <laughs> eyes on our truck. That's what kids love. In fact, their slogan on the side of the truck is, uh, here comes another load of joy. <laughs> the camera took a little bit to, you know, to pan past all of it. A little extra stop on that pan. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny. The Happy Toys thing, like, why would you put Green Goblin on the front of it? And it's it looks so much more menacing than like a what you'd want to advertise with a toy company. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it works for the movie, but like as a toy company, you would not want this. Wouldn't they want like yeah, maybe Spider Man instead? Not yeah, Spider Man, like a Happy Face. Yeah, it is Happy Toys. Yeah, I mean, I I like that though. But the every time I see the every time I see the Green Goblin face on there, I just think of the commercial. Which I had you guys watch before. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Stephen King's Stephen introduction. King. Stephen King? Yeah. Def- definitely scared the hell out of us. <laughs> yeah, like he promised. He did. I just wanted to, someone to do Stephen King right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. well, one last thing on the it. truck, though. I, do, I don't know who was in charge of the block lettering on the sides of it, though, but it kept throwing me off the fact that, that everything P. is the same except the second P in Happy, Happy Toys is Toys. like one-third the size yeah that's so weird looking but i guess you know it's supposed to look cute i I guess i don't know yeah that makes sense just like the green goblin face just as cute (laughs) there you go and and, you know when everything's going chaotic and they first have uh laura and emilio meet each other that scene where they're talking near the happy toys truck and like the mirror moves oh yes (laughs) oh yes why does the mirror what is the the, Where are the eyes? The how truck does this thing see? on them? It's it's what trucks say. If you can't see my mirrors, I can't see you. That's how they see. Oh, okay. Doesn't explain how they see forward. Or it doesn't explain how the mirrors move. Oh, yeah. yeah well, since, since the mirrors themselves have not nothing electrons. Yeah, I don't think they were thinking too much about those sorts of elements. It makes but... as much sense as the, it's, the sprinklers. Yeah, it, the it's more or less sprinklers. If, if you're electronics adjacent, you're like, yeah, you yeah. can probably make it work. The, the mighty... Okay, so it makes more sense than the sprinklers. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, attached to a house, you know, house has electricity, electricity. running all through it. Obviously, that's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just a, a field that's around the house constantly. So it's just the, the actual, the valves for the hoses. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's electronic, but, but the rest well, is not. Well, we have seen it can turn levers and stuff. That's so. true. Yeah, it is really confusing what, what it can or can't do. It seems to be able to do anything it wants within the context of making the film move forward or yeah. like well, killing someone. The mighty tasty truck for oh, some yes. reason turns on its <laughs> the song. Mu- yeah, like, but it wasn't they had that early on and then you forget about it and at the end it yeah, just shows it just up again back. like, Oh, the mighty tasty's back. <laughs> yeah. The Wonder Bread I, looking truck, and I and I gotta say the the lawnmower that comes to life and starts chasing the kid. I was really <laughs> expecting much more of a payoff for that lawnmower, other oh. than he briefly runs away from it and then it's gone. And there was oh, that yeah. woman. I mean, this is toward the end, but just another ridiculous death where her car window rolled up on her to death. Oh yeah, <laughs> I get it. Would have had to have been a power window, you would think. <clears throat> but based on other things we saw in the movie, maybe the handle just turned itself. <laughs> yeah, with such force that she died. You know, it would have been cool if, like, the window had broken, rolled up to the point where it had broken. broken Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Instead like, of her just severed her head or something. Slumping I know, over. I know they were struggling with the R rating. Uh, yeah. Later on, you know. Maybe they didn't think of that anyway, but they didn't have to cut it at the very least. So, <laughs> yeah. It's weird yeah. choices. I mean, there there are so many weird things. The gas pump shooting the guy in the face. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. 
and, and with like... with the apparently very rare black gasoline. Oh, yes. that... Yeah, it looks <laughs> pure weird. black diesel fuel. <laughs> Why would it do that? Why would it shoot him in the face? Just feels the need to <laughs> Just kill like, people. Just like take that. Ah! The alien entity, whatever it is. Yep. <laughs> well, especially they, they even show like he gets shot in the face and it doesn't kill him. So it's like what. What was even the point then? Like just he just him, wasted just gas, just to just to be like a a dick gas pump, I guess. Yeah, and then he gets hit. He gets blinded, and then he gets hit by the truck. That that's true. I like that part though. Actually, that's awesome. Yeah, it was the gas pumps plan all along? <laughs> yeah, the gas. <laughs> it was plan. it was working with the truck. Yes, in tandem with the truck. That that raises so many questions. Is it all the same entity that's like doing you, all the? Things you know, I did once? wonder that because it there are times when they seem to like all know what's going on, but then different things will also interact independently with their own intelligence. Yeah. It's very confusing. I mean, it's not explained, but I guess oftentimes <laughs> things are not explained. Yeah. The the one thing that is really confusing to me is some things don't freak out and other things do. Like Curtis's car is super loyal to him. Yeah. Yeah. Like they drive down the freeway for like hours and oh, yeah. like not the car doesn't try and uh yeah they see the line they pass that line of semis or whatever yeah and, and we've uh, we've shown it has a very clear affinity for semis yeah i was gonna say maybe the alien intelligence which at the end they do point out it is alien intelligence that's controlling it maybe it figures the little cars aren't worth it and it only <laughs> decides to take over things like sprinklers and toy cop cars and things like that in <laughs> neighborhoods where there are no semis. Oh, so it's just for entertainment factor that it's doing those <laughs> or things. Or just they figure, well, we have all these semis here. We don't need the little cars. We don't need the little Not cars. Not on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, the entity just kills that dog because... Oh. Yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> At least it looks super Yeah, fake. you can't you can't yeah. kill the dog, man. That's yeah. not cool. <laughs> I mean, horror movies do that a lot with dogs. I know, it's... That's that's the real loss in horror movies when they kill the dog. Yeah. They need more like children death. Yeah, exactly. Just, well <laughs> switch that around. More fun good times of children's baseball teams being pelted with soda cans. Yeah, those <laughs> unconscious kids. That yeah, was they, from, hey, like, they were only unconscious yeah. that we know of. Yeah. The I mean, coach was definitely dead. But. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like I like when Curtis and Curtis and Connie try to get to the Dixie boy inexplicably. They're like, Oh, let's get past this line of trucks oh, going yes. in a Which, circle. Especially because it's like, okay, we've got to get to this specific gas station being circled actively by the semis. I like, mean, they were almost just killed really? by one truck, and now they decide, all right, here are a dozen of them. Let's see if we can break through the I, line and run I bet run we can inside. get through the picket yeah, fence. Yeah, I mean, they, sh- they should have started going earlier because they're like, oh, here's the hole. Let's start going. <laughs> They should have started while there there were a couple trucks ahead of the uh, Yeah. Yep. Curtis was but not it, very good with his I, timing. I also love that too, just how the, the semi clips the back of them and it's a full rollover oh, yes. front end <laughs> front <laughs> ass over tea kettle and then you get good old Lisa Simpson oh, yeah. with like a cloud of cursing coming yeah, out. Yeah, that her <laughs> new husband, they were married yeah. that day. She's like, Curtis, you goddamn asshole. Yeah. <laughs> And then she'll immediately flip to Curtis. I love you, but what? Then, yeah. Man, Yearly Smith should be. I hope she's proud of this movie. It's so awful. Oh, yeah. she, she was <laughs> such. A, she was such a staple of this movie. Man, she is what makes this movie work. Oh yeah. I know. I know people find her annoying, and I think I did at one point. But man, it's funny. I don't know. For me, it's just <laughs> I hear Lisa Simpson with a Southern accent. And... Yep. <laughs> yeah. Can't not find it amusing. <laughs> 
After after they get in, you know, there's that part where like Pat Hingle has the rocket launcher that I guess. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh wait, I always love watching these movies where people know what a rocket launcher is and have no idea how it works. It's like you walk out, you have it held on your hip and fire. Yeah, there's no like. And I gotta say, these guys for I'm gonna guess having very little experience with a rocket launcher. No, not never that. managed to miss. It's no, really impressive. Well, I mean, you never know. Maybe Pat Hingle brings his boys out to the nearby desert. Or okay, then I guess North that Carolina. could be. Hey, let's go shoot this rocket launcher. Oh. Well, I don't know. Remember, Emilio stuff. doesn't know about the weapon, yes. so like maybe it's just Nobody's the one ever buddy. Gone in the basement. Yeah, but is is that his first day or something? Is he like Leon? Oh, uh, it might be. From... I, I think he's I supposed know. to be there pretty short. Yeah, right. it's certainly early because he is confused about the working an extra hour thing. So yeah. He, he hasn't I... worked there too long. So I'm... maybe he wasn't part of the inner circle yet. I know. Yeah, I know only uh, the boss and the <laughs> the the one uh, fat guy there that good old Emilio does not have any boundaries with whatsoever nope. in the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to the point where they're fi- trying to find out where the guns are and he looks over the bathroom stall to stare at him while he asks questions. Poor guy. Just yep. let him do his like, thing in peace. <laughs> yeah, I just I I do think it's funny that Pat Hingle's character like has this Waco room though, like just <laughs> under the Dixie boy. That's so awesome. Just filled with assault rifles and stuff. And like the only thing they have to do to take it over is just like get the key and then say, "Hey, you get out of here, Pat Hingle." <laughs> yeah, that, that well, was es- pretty much it. I especially like how that scene had a weird tension to it because, like, he Pat Hingle comes down, yells at Emilio about how, like, "Oh, I'm in, I have total power over you because you're a convict in a room with guns, of which he's on the outside of where all the guns are." Yeah, I know we keep using the actor names instead of stuff like Bubba, but oh uh, yeah, Bubba. like. They're so recognizable, these people. Like, they're just, they're so famous, and it's funny that they're in well, this movie. Well, you know, you like, you put the name with, yeah, you put the actor's name there, and it, it's easier to conjure a picture for, you know, the majority yeah, of people that probably haven't seen this. <laughs> yeah. Now, if I ever see it again, or, you know, anybody that listens to this, and they see that arcade room, like, there's Gustavo Fring! Yeah, that's <laughs> this true. This was before he became a big drug lord. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't notice it before, and I've seen this movie quite a few times. Well, it's, I mean, he's how many years younger compared to Breaking Bad? At least yeah, that's 30-ish, true. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I've only seen Breaking Bad the once, like most yeah, other same people. Yeah, same here. So. So. so it isn't like I just have that in my head all the time when I'm watching Maximum Overdrive, which I've seen much more than most <laughs> episodes of Breaking Bad, so... But yeah, that that Waco room, and then like the waitress loses it. I love that like her freak out is her running out into danger and screaming at the machines yes. that we made you. No. We, made, we you. made you. You can't do this. It's like you're gonna try and reason with the semis. Yeah, and then Dixie Boy <laughs> Station turns the lights off because it's mad at her or yeah. something. I don't oh know. Yeah. yeah, there was also the earlier incident with. Things being pretty impractical of the uh, electric carving knife that oh yeah I guess it was able <laughs> oh, yeah, to we did, did. concentrate its vibration so well that it was able to turn and then start chopping off her arm and then when they knocked it on the ground it was able to it vibrate chases. toward her yeah chased her started cutting up her foot so yeah so for those who have not seen this movie yes that that happens the waitress gets attacked by a carving knife which can also crawl along the floor and, <laughs> yeah. Emilio Estevez smashes it with a hammer. That's so awesome. Yeah, so I gotta say, I think that was because that was right after he was told he had to work his extra yes, unpaid was, hours. So he was just oh, kind of yeah. like, "Well, mad. I'm gonna get that hour back." And she <laughs> was, uh, you know, she's trying to take over for him cooking. So if he hadn't been arguing with Bubba, she wouldn't have been the first victim. <laughs> 
at the uh, Dixie Boy. Oh yeah, yeah. We didn't mention this, but really early on, the Bible guy like gets oh. gets damaged or whatever, and then <laughs> falls in the water just outside the Dixie Boy. Well, one of the semis uh, hits his car, right? And so he yeah, wants oh, yeah, to he... go out and. I think at the time he probably thinks there's a driver in it. Oh yeah. And then yeah, he gets knocked. Well, into the well him and the 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 guy that got blinded both walk out. Oh yeah. The the guy that got blinded gets hit by the one vehicle and smeared, which they did a very good job with yeah. the the dummy of him getting hit. I mean, I mentioned that, but for some reason I didn't mention the Bible guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those Bibles had gilded edges, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. only nine ninety five, nine ninety nine. <laughs> but that's not all. He's like this. This book has everything from creation all the way up to the fall of man. Right, like, just describing what's in the Bible. Other Bibles wouldn't have that somehow. Yeah. I, I also love that. Creation to the to the fall of man. So you have the first chapter of Genesis. Yeah. I mean, Seems a little rip-offish. That guy is hilarious. I kind of wish he was in the movie more, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's in that ditch, and then they hear him yelling for help, and they're like, oh no, he's alive. Oh well, yes, at, quite a while later. Yeah, like, it's like they yeah. just forget like about hours him all day. later. He, and then he like wakes up and he doesn't sound injured. He's just like screaming for them that they can hear in the diner from you know like a half a block away in the ditch. Yeah, this is where that uh, baseball kid is is like trying to yes. get in through the, the like like the tunnel yeah, sewer great thing. Sewer grate thing yeah. yeah, well he's he's trying to get to the. Uh, the truck stop because the, the we they never well they think, you know, they, they do mention the it later gets, but his dad's the the guy that got yeah. blinded yes, because before he got hit he's like I gotta find my son I gotta find my boy yeah because Emilio he can't knows see. he's like oh it's Bill we <laughs> yeah Bill get back in here yeah it's pretty funny we know Emilio was Bill wasn't he <laughs> oh yeah maybe he was and Deke was the kid I don't remember the name of the dad now. There you go. See, that's how much I paid attention to the names of this movie. Baseball kid's dad. Baseball kid's dad, yeah. Doesn't Blind make, guy. Doesn't stop this movie from being awesome, but yeah, I totally paid no attention to the names of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just like that, you know, Curtis and Emilio, they're the only ones willing to go out there and try to save the Bible guy. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, when he yells. Yep. And yeah, and like Yearly Smith's all pissed off. She's You're like, not going out there. One of these bigger, stronger, because there's like twelve there people are big, that like, are like there. yeah, and like th- there's like like a whole diner, and you never get introduced to any of them other than they were there when yep. things were happening. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> the original trucker that drove the green go- green ah, green goblin truck. Yeah, the Happy Toys driver. Uh, yeah, that's true. I just like when she's like, Curtis, don't make me a widow on my wedding day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh man, oh, she's man. awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that that scene is cool. They like you know prep up and then they go into the sewers for those about to rock is playing. Oh yeah, so good. <laughs> and they, that was a weird room they went into because it was like a shower building yeah, it's like under the f- shower, shower facility or something. They had, yeah. yeah, they had sewer access. So yeah, it's pretty it weird. Out. Yeah, it was, it was it's weird. Just some kind of bizarre sewer room. <laughs> It's like how in Resident Evil, it's like there's a bunch of rooms in the sewers over here. I mean, I guess <laughs> yeah. that's probably how sewers work. Here's but. a room in the sewer. I don't think they have those. I mean, I don't really know. I don't really look <laughs> at sewer schematics or go in the sewer too often. So See, there we go. Next filming location. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where we'll, that's where we'll go. Um, anyway, that so they, they go to save Bible Guy, and he just reaches for the 
kid okay, and okay, dies. Okay, that, that whole scene that transpires with the Bible guy and the kid was so weird to me. Because, like, the kid comes up and he's lying there. His eyes are open. And the kid, like, comes up, waves his hand in front of him, puts his head to his chest to see if his heart's beating, which is just weird anyway. Yeah. And, like, the guy does nothing. The kid turns around, starts leaving, and then he, he does that really terrible horror thing where, like, from a laying down position, he just shoots straight up and then, like, grabs the kid's leg. It's supposed to be scary. It's a scary moment. Well, oh, it was pretty tough. Stephen King did to scare the hell out of you. I at least yeah. lost the H-E out of me. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, but, the, that's the idea. Okay. <laughs> we need to scare the hell out of you. That was the goal. But. Yeah, and then it turns out, you know, he... The guy just dies immediately after. And he's yeah. like, you're going to take me with you. He's like, I can't. You're too heavy. Well, then you'll die. He, like, you're going to gonna save, you're yeah, gonna then... save me or my Jesus. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> but he dies immediately after. Yeah. Which is yeah so and then weird. it like, cuts, from, cuts from the kid to uh, Emilio, and Curtis. Emilio and Curtis coming out of the sewer. And it's like, come over here, kid. Well, yeah. he's dead. I well, can't get rid dead, of him. He's dead, but we can rescue this kid instead, I guess. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> for the sake of convenience, maybe script <laughs> convenience or just just making the movie a little shorter i don't know well that could be <laughs> yeah because it, it seems weird but yeah he just dies and <laughs> and it's i think it, i think it'd be different if it was just you saw him die versus like he was talking and then the next scene is like him just He's being just dead, dead yeah. like and he died off screen yeah and then you know so they save the kid and they come back and mm-hmm. Then they sleep there for a while and then that weird machine gun platform vehicle shows up oh my gosh oh. that was the funniest that was another one of those things where it's like, no, it can't be real with this. Basically one of those garden carts that somehow has an engine and a mounted machine gun yep. on it. Yeah, it, it has a steering weird. wheel, therefore it's a car. So. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe that's a thing that exists. I haven't seen it. But yeah, it is funny that the cart can move around and that the machine gun is controlled, even though it's basically just on a pole. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, it basically can, just um, like a peg in a hole is yeah. what it's on. So the entity, whatever it is, takes over the machine gun and unfortunately kills Pat Hingle. Yeah. Uh, but just sad. It it makes it makes that's the it? waitress so mad that she like goes out her and out there and does the okay, we made you okay, thing but, again. Yeah. But but also during that scene, the fact that Pat Ingle dies, it shoots at the waitress and she ducks, and then it pans over and what two or three of the truckers get shot they're just because standing they're there. standing up while this machine gun is firing and watch Pat Hingle get shot by it. Yeah. And it's just like time to drop. Really? And it's like, no, everyone else had time to drop. And they're just like, what? What's happening? Where's yeah. all this gunfire coming from? It is very weird. But yeah, she she takes one of the rocket launchers and she just yells, <laughs> we made you a bunch of times. And then the machine gun thing also kills her because like, why wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. But then she blows up the Miller truck, which is also. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right. Not the beer. <laughs> we thought she didn't. We're like, there's no rocket in there because she just picked it up. But apparently, well, well, cause, somehow. Uh, well, because uh, Pat Engel had fired it earlier oh, yeah, and blown it, up the. Earlier. Yeah. yeah, like he had fired it. And that's when the, the machine gun cart showed up and gunned him down. And then she picks it up and it had another rocket in it. So, yeah, this disposable rocket launcher can load two rockets. <laughs> Double barrel rocket launcher with yeah. one single barrel. barrel. <laughs> with a single yeah. barrel. <laughs> You just put one after the other. They know they have to go one at a time. Yeah, but the, but the machine has does Morse code. Oh, oh yes, the, the Boy Scout like. Which the, the kid, of course, knows because it's he, Stephen he King. So there's always bad. a kid that has some kind of very important plot knowledge. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, it's like the girl from Langoliers that can sense stuff. Like this oh, kid, the Mr. Toomey girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like this kid just knows Morse code because he's a Boy Scout. So he's a Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah he he's plot convenience I, child. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, to be fair, I know one thing in Morse code. I can spell out SOS, SOS because yeah. that's super easy. But yes, yes, I could do that. <laughs> But no, there's there's that you know the kid deciphers it and it t- turns out the the main <laughs> focus of them surrounding the Dixie Boy is that they need more gasoline, which they're driving around the Dixie Boy all wasting night. gasoline all yeah. night before. And then wait, we need this to live. <laughs> yeah, let's tap some Morse code at this kid and they'll feed us gas. They have a, the vehicles have such a confusing motive. Yeah. But nonetheless, you get the gasoline montage where everybody's getting exhausted <laughs> from like filling all the trucks oh, yes. and stuff. I gotta say, they take their uh, their tank filling very seriously when you know at the at, like towards the end of the day, you know, you see Emilio's hands and they're, oh, all, they're all blistered, torn up and blistered, and it's like I you gotta calm down, squeezing that handle, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he was just excited to. Have you know, service his mechanical You know, rewards. he, actually, he was very happy, especially when the, because the deciphered code was, you must give us gas and we will let you live. And he was like, so stoked about it. Oh, yeah. And he <laughs> goes, I hope they brought their American Express. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he goes up to the ear of the, the like Green Goblin thing. He's like, you know, I got the, I got premium stuff here. The oh. Best around, like pure uncut. Un- mostly uncut. <laughs> mostly uncut, uncut yeah. <laughs> oh man and, the, and then for some reason every diesel in the state starts showing up yeah it's like it's not the only gas station guys yeah. and so naturally they run out and there's a fuel truck and they refuel Which, you know that was that was actually a pretty fun scene when the truck like pulls right up to him oh, oh yeah he's like, what? nudging him forward nudges yeah, the him. chest Come nudge on. with the truck yeah <laughs> oh that's some weird stuff man Oh, yeah. But then they like then they try to make their brilliant escape. This is near the end of the movie after we've all started losing interest due to it <laughs> slowing down. And yeah, from high from high intensity to gas filling montage. Yeah, yeah gas filling montage. And Emilio he gets exhausted during the middle and has to take a break. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we we didn't mention that Emilio and Laura like bang each other at one point. <laughs> oh yes, after the confession that he's he was a criminal he held up a was it a grocery store i think a grocery store yeah Yeah, i think it was just a grocery store his uh super shady criminal past maybe like it's some kind of a raising arizona type situation yeah yeah according to the girl he makes love like a hero yeah (laughs) whatever that means i don't know how do you know that the movie (laughs) she's also the one that name dropped the movie it's like they've all gone into maximum Maximum overdrive overdrive. name drop yeah. (laughs) yeah Oh, well, at least we got the name drop. That's yep. true. You, that's really something you need. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah, where were we? Did uh, just towards the end of the movie tired? when they're oh, yeah. finally they leaving. To make so they're... The great escape. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the great escape. Oh, because Estevez comes up with that thing where he's like, oh, I know this place, Haven, where there's no cars allowed. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a dock not far away, and we can get a boat with sails yeah, and so get they, away. So no they... electronics. <laughs> So they do their do hey. their brilliant escape, and the trucks they're mad enough at him that they just they just start like crashing into the Dixie boy. Yeah, and they're committing suicide because they're yeah. exploding. Well, yeah. well, and the best part is when because uh, the the machine gun cart's basically been holding them hostage, and they have the 
the best oh, yes. the best uh, way to escape the armed guards of the Oh yeah, and I, I missed even... it. He apparently had uh, from the the Waco armory they had gotten a grenade. Yeah, and yeah. He's he's taken the one guy and he's like, "All right, get ready. Get ready." And he like pulls the pin I don't know where he drops it on it, if it was just, like, behind the steering wheel on or the what. Platform, yeah, know, on, the on the platform. Yeah, on the platform. And then he just, just puts his hand on the machine gun turret and spins, spins it around. <laughs> He's like, run. Run! So and good. it just starts firing at everything. Man, that could have been way more dangerous. Like, you would think it would hit someone. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, then they go into the, the angry truck suicide of yes. tearing down the gas station. Oh, one interesting little oddity in the gas station slash diner that we didn't mention, but we're like, why is this jukebox? Why is it the Last Supper theme? <laughs> oh, the yeah. The jukebox That's with the really giant weird. Last Supper print yeah, right it, over it. And it only plays ACDC. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the whole movie does, but still, like, <laughs> Last Supper ACDC jukebox. Yep, just one little interesting oddity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... So they so they make their escape and it was at this time that I just kept thinking like what on earth is this entity, and before this Emilio makes his speech about the aliens coming down and sweeping everyone away or whatever. Yes, the the trucks broom. the trucks are the broom. You know if you want to move oh. into a new house you sweep all the old stuff away that sort of thing. Oh yeah. So the trucks are there to make way. Well not just trucks but sprinklers <laughs> the, and the entities there lawnmowers for... as well. Yeah. yeah. Soda cans. Yeah, soda, the soda, soda machines. machines. Sprinkler yeah. systems. It's so... Walkmans. Walkmans which are very dangerous, course. apparently. That's the closest thing to an explanation we really get other than, like, the ending... Oh, yeah, we got, gotta say that. We'll, we'll get to that. But, yeah, that that's so weird. But it's just what I keep thinking about as they make their escape and they get... They're, like, running down the road to the dock or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I would have, uh, like, when they get on the boat... What I was thinking, because I hadn't seen it before, I'm like, okay, now here's the moment where they get on their boat, which he said has nothing mechanical, but then if all the other boats in the marina, all the lights come on and they start charging them, it's, you yeah. know, not a happy ending <laughs> for the Dixie Boy crew. Yeah, they're trying to escape and it's like some kind of James Bond, like, boat sequence. <laughs> yeah, it's just suddenly all these motorized boats are just chasing them down. So if someone remakes Maximum Overdrive, <laughs> you need to do that. There's, there's the real ending. Yeah, that that sounds awesome <laughs> to me. Well, I don't know. We, we miss, though, when they're when they're running and they go to the whatever the burger, burger place. place and the the burger machine starts yelling, humans here. Oh, yeah. Humans like here. Humans here. And then they, like, blow it up. <laughs> yeah, and then the little kid pulls out his machine gun and hoses it down. Because obviously, like, it saying humans here would be, you know, you know, that's not, or that would, uh, is the only thing that was Alerting attracting them. Not like the loud shots of gunfire. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's such a weird sequence. But whatever. I mean, we get another explosion. That's true. Yep. It, well, it goes into that one, that same question where it's like, is this just like a cumulative entity or are they kind of bound to whatever they're in? And it's, it kind of flows in and out depending on what the plot needs. Yep. Just yep. Whatever's <laughs> convenient. Like um, so, so we do finally get to the ending where they get to the dock and they're loading up and then we get the return of the oh. ice cream truck. And yeah, it's just rolling down the street, just making its sound. Very menacing. And then Estevez blows it up. <laughs> and, it, and it's not even like an exciting, like, you know, he hoses it down with bullet fire. It's He jumps out, fires two rounds, and then you just see uh, they blew up a car. 
Yeah. I mean, it was cool that they blew up a car, but. It, it just blows up. That's all there is to it. Like, the mighty tasty truck never kills anyone. It never got part, to do yeah. anything. It never it, got to shine. It didn't do anything. It never Why? got to, like, have some kids come up and look in and then suddenly sucks them into the freezer or something <laughs> crazy like that. Yeah. When he's Freon tube comes out and yeah, freezes yeah. the kids. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't get to do anything ice cream related other than have the song. Yeah. Oh, well, we, we saw, like, the killer. Uh, soda dispenser it like starts shooting ice cream cones that's what i was imagining like it could do it could do something ice cream related (laughs) yeah i I do like that scene though because estevez comes out with the rocket launcher he's like adios motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) he just blows that thing up i like the idea that the ice cream truck wasn't actually like it was a a good one it wasn't hurting anyone it was trying to warn the humans or something it was neutral it's like i have food i can feed you and warn you with my mighty siren (laughs) Yes. <laughs> anyway, they get on the ship and they go out to Haven. to Haven Island, whatever. And we get the ending text crawl. Oh, but and the ending t- text crawl is like, what? Why did we not get that move? Oh yeah, the like, there's a Russian satellite with lasers, lasers and, and class four nuclear a, a weapons. Russian, yeah, a, a weather satellite in quotes. Yeah, yeah, that blows up this alien it was a large ufo UFO. yeah with its laser cannons and class four nuclear warheads and then the the raya m comet passes through and everything goes back and everything goes back just like they predicted yeah (laughs) although it makes me wonder what the hell happened after that like did they just stay on haven island where where are they well, I know the one girl said they they kind of linked it to the comet. So yeah, it's like, oh, we the... just we just have to last like seven yeah, more days. The, the same maximum overdrive girl. She's the one. Yeah, yeah. Laura. Yeah, that explains plot points. Yeah, so it's... so maybe they just wait there for like a week and, and then, then they they're fine. <laughs> or would they stay there? Or because <laughs> the, the last line is like the Dixie Boy survivors are still survivors or something. Yeah, so... that's a good point. Well, okay, they like, they won't. Actually, they never said they can't have electronics. They only said cars. Yeah. yeah so maybe true. there's like a bunch of like electric razors and turkey carvers and Walkmans that yep. were just like yeah. vibrating across they... the ground of Haven, murdering just at mass random. Mass death via small electronics. <laughs> <laughs> just like a just one soda machine sitting <laughs> on the on Haven. <laughs> Well, think about it. Like they they have like a dock, you know. The soda machine just because we found they can you know vibrate and stuff to move somehow, like with the uh, the carver definitely. carver. So there's just like a soda machine like at the edge of the dock, and anytime a boat comes close, it just pivots and fires I mean, sodas to sink the boat. Maybe this is I shouldn't try and justify the movie killing someone with a Walkman, but if everything was in maximum overdrive and it's, the machines are able to do more than they could normally, maybe just someone's listening to the radio and it just builds up the sound so intensely for just a second it's like you know like a sonic boom in someone's head and just pops uh, their brain yeah yeah how that would, else can a walkman kill someone that's yeah, I, I, I mean i mean that's still a leap of logic oh, I know. honestly but it's yeah it's just I get using it. maximum well, overdrive let's to see explain if the, everything if the wires go over maybe it just really rapidly tries to like collapse the headphones and crush <laughs> someone's skull i don't know supersonic's <laughs> the best explanation i, I, I think that'd probably be the best way to describe it yeah. Oh, oh, back to the adios motherfucker line. I love when horror movies have that line and they like blow up something or <laughs> kill something like a leprechaun. Like, fuck you, Lucky Charms. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that really just made the movie like as much as the rest of the movie was awesome. I know we're like three assholes nitpicking this film, but 
I mean, it was it was fun as hell, as you can all tell. All yeah. three of us liked, I liked it. it. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Now, now, to be fair, they missed the real horror ending where it shows them on the island, and then you can see like the green goblin mask that's damaged coming out of the water. <laughs> oh jeez, that <laughs> oh, would be that would have been amazing. That would have made it even worse. <laughs> I'm kind of glad they didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it would have been cool. It would have been the, funny. Maybe the green goblin face got on one of the boats. On the boats? Okay. Oh, uh, there you, there you, there's see, your sequel there. Now they yeah. have to get off the island. <laughs> see, they didn't go even somehow someone decides to make yet another remake because there is a remake of this, by the way. There's oh, like boy. a lower budget version called Trucks named after oh, okay. the short story. But if someone for some reason decides to make a big budget remake of this, they just need to go even more insane. <laughs> just crazier and bring back acdc well yeah yeah uh, green goblin mask on the the shipping tanker for the happy toy company yes what's crazy is you know like i'm not saying they should do a remake because it would lose all the 80s charm and everything and (laughs) you said they apparently already did but the stuff in the movie that happens would make a lot more sense nowadays with self-driving cars and planes and that sort of thing yeah like something that could actually (laughs) i mean I, I don't know how good hackers are, but yeah. at least for movie purposes, it could be hacked, hey, hey. hacked by aliens, whatever. But Well, I mean, hackers in movies can do anything. Yeah, so. there you go. That's true. So, yeah, it wouldn't even have to be aliens this time. It could just be hackers that hack all the vehicles and maximum <laughs> overdrive happens again. Yeah. Uh, you did touch on one that we never hit, which was one of the best parts, which was <laughs> they show at the one scene early on that the thing can take over planes. And as, oh, yes. and as they're fleeing towards the docks, there is a, a school, school bus, bus with a plane crashed into it. Yeah, not even sideways. It's like, like straight directly down. straight on. <laughs> and it's like still standing up. It looks so funny. And it, it, I just remember it was so weird. Cause why didn't it just, if it's full of kids, why didn't it just take over the bus and like drive, drive off, off a, a bridge or something? They decided to collaborate. It seems like less effort. I think it was, And then you have a plane still. Maybe they wanted the children to feel fear if they... <laughs> the bus just stops, locks them in. Like, what's happening? Why did it stop in this plane? Just <laughs> straight down at them. Yeah, I like to think that that happened not all that long ago, and the kids were stuck in that school bus for like a day. A day, and then the plane finally shows yeah, it up. gets all Lord of the Flies in there, and then like the truck. <laughs> Man, where's that movie too? We need a lot <laughs> of sequels or sidequels to this movie. They've already started a society. <laughs> they killed Fatty. I mean, yeah, we we nitpicked it, made fun of it, but man, this movie's great. Like oh it it was a fantastic one to watch. Yeah, like don't don't buy into the whole thing that like bad movies are just bad and not worth it. When you see the rating on this, I mean, give it a watch if it sounds at all entertaining to you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Plus if nothing else, this was the the first Stephen King directed Direct. movie, right? Yes, and the last. Oh. Okay, see? So, <laughs> so this is your this would be your chance to I'm watch Stephen trailer. King's directorial debut and debut finale. And finale. Yeah. He left on a note in that case. He went out with a bang, I think. He's like, I kind of liked it when in the trailer. You know, I kind of enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, that. (laughs) Oh, man. Just just a couple things. So this movie cost $10 million, apparently. And I think you can really see that, actually. Oh, yeah. Like, as weird as it seems, like, man, stuff blows up everywhere. Yeah, like They blow up the yeah. whole gas station at, yeah. towards the end. It looks like $10 million. Yeah. And and it only made seven and a half, like a, a little under seven and a half million. Like, who cool. didn't go see this movie in a theater? Well, yeah. I was one year old, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well, well, I understand. I understand that we didn't see it because we were too young to actually <laughs> go see it. But, but like, think about that. An adult, they see this thing, ACDC soundtrack, all that stuff. It's like, come on. 
we got to see this. It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Okay. So real quick, uh, the steamroller scene. I just wanted oh, to mention the steamroller scene. I was thinking about mentioning that earlier when we kept talking about the kids and the soda can incident. Yeah. those kids that got knocked out, they seemed okay, except... The, the kid that gets run over by the steamroller, yes. which I we forgot to mention that was really stupid. So the steamroller scene, was, there was like an uncut version of that where there was like a big blood bag or something that gets exploded when it goes across it. And they cut that to get an R rating. But <laughs> rumor has it, or like according to Stephen King himself at the very least, um, he showed that scene to George Romero of all people, and George Romero was disgusted. <laughs> like... That's, Dang. That's according that... to what Stephen King says, of course. So, so that's a thing. Anyway, you know, the ACDC soundtrack was apparently selected by Stephen King himself. Like, he chose ACDC to do the soundtrack, which, awesome. Good job, Mr. Yeah. King. Yeah, very good choice. I mean, yeah. Like, it's, there's, there's a lot of factoids about this movie, but that stuff, I mean, it's perfect. It's a good movie. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, you got to check it out. <laughs> you definitely have to see it to experience it. And it's worth experiencing. Oh, yeah. Great movie. We all agree. I think three thumbs up. Yes. Yep, definitely. I say three out of four stars. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I a good rating. I enjoy this movie immensely. It's <laughs> stupid, but come on. Yeah, but it's a fun time. Like, yeah. it can be stupid, but still be a fun time. Yeah. Every few years, pop this in. It's awesome. Yes. And then I just want to go back briefly to the whole Simpsons references thing. It's more that, just two things. There is a Simpsons episode called Maximum Homer Drive. Where it's just Homer's a trucker and they do a scam. The trucks drive themselves. So it's not as much like this movie, just the name. But they did have another one, their Y2K episode. It was called Life's a Glitch and Then You Die. And that one reminded me a lot more of this. There are things like the toaster wanting to attack people and Marge's Lady Bick, the razor, like lunges at her neck and tries to, yeah, just like. The silly thing of appliances trying to kill people, but that's... I mean, it was a Y2K thing, but having seen this, I'm like, wow, this is... That Simpsons episode is way more like this movie than anything Y2K related. So I yeah. suppose from this moment on, we just, we just like, ask Paul, okay, is it a Simpsons thing? Like, we'll, <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll have him do the breakdown of any Simpsons episode that references the movie <laughs> there in we some go. fashion. Yes, I, I can be that guy. <laughs> Well, I mean, come on, Lisa Simpson's in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, that, you, that's have good point. you have to acknowledge that. There's, I mean, I'm sure she even thinks about that. I, well, I don't know. I don't know that she knows that many of those episodes. I don't know. Maybe that's one of those. I mean, she wakes up in a cold sweat some nights going, oh, oh, maximum, oh overdrive. maximum overdrive. She should, she should be proud. <laughs> oh, I she agree. Should. Great movie. Okay, so we'll we'll go to our next movie here in just a little bit. You're a hamburger in a Plymouth. today okay so now we are doing christine the 1983 john carpenter film about a boy in his car a 1958 plymouth fury but the car is apparently evil somehow 
Arnie, the main character, brings his car back to life, literally, and it goes on a rampage of destruction when Arnie's psyche changes and he gets a girl and the car gets jealous. It stars Keith Gordon, who's now known more for being a director of TV shows, episodes such as Fargo and Dexter, but he was also in The Legend of Billie Jean and Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. He's, both, he's great in both those. John Stockwell was in it as well. He's also in Losing It with Tom Cruise and um, Top Gun with Tom Cruise. And he's also in Radioactive Dreams, which we'll get to at some point. Alexandra Paul from Baywatch and the Dragnet movie. And of course, we have Harry Dean Stanton, who needs no introduction, but was also in Repo Man with Emilio Estevez. So there's another connection right there. Alien, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, which we will get to at some point, and countless other things. <laughs> So, Joe Bob gives this three and a half stars. Roger Ebert gave it three out of four. Yeah, that surprised me too. <laughs> it also behooves me to say that Roger Ebert specifically mentions uh, the Lawrence Welk show in his review. Anyway, what do you think? <laughs> uh, we'll go with Paul first. Um, well, it's another one I've seen it parodied, but growing up, never saw the actual movie. But uh, yeah, it was quite enjoyable. I'm not a car nut like josh he's gonna be the car guy <laughs> during this but uh you know obviously right off the bat it's made me think of the futurama episode that's just you know a parody of christine the honking where bender turns into a wear car definitely one of my favorite episodes is that oh yeah the end of season two so it's they or have it all one. screwed up it's on the season two dvds but this on hulu it's on the start of season three okay yeah. i guess there was no evidence in the movie that christine was a wear car but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, Josh, what did you think of this movie? Oh, I, I definitely love this one. This was a lot of fun. A lot of very pretty cars to look at. And that definitely helped win some points for me. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that. Because, <laughs> I mean, the Plymouth Fury is awesome, but there's a number of other cars in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Let's let's do a quick rundown. I'm sure it'll be just as quick as the last one, given the list of notes I have here. <laughs> um, we start off with Bad to the Bone, the Bad to the Bone sequence, <laughs> where Christine is getting born. This is an awesome scene. I love it. The guy's fingers get chopped off by Christine the moment she is born. But But the part I like, which is kind of confusing anyway, but... The Buddy Holly song, Not Fade Away, is playing. I'm a huge Buddy Holly fan, so that was cool to me. But that guy smoking the cigar, he's like, yeah, this is nice. And then it, like, kills him somehow. <laughs> yeah. I have, uh, my, Very nondescript murder. My notes, Cigar Man. I'm assuming Christine killed him for, you know, dropping the ash on the seats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that I, I don't know. Move. I mean, I mean, it was, there was plastic on the seats, but. Oh, yeah. But still. <laughs> no smoking inside of Christine. I know. It's bad. Yeah, I guess Christine got a taste for human blood right away with that guy's <laughs> fingers. And Yes. And then we get to right after that, where we get to see Arnie. He's the resident nerd of the town, I suppose. And he drops trash all over the place. Yeah, I wrote that in my notes. That, was a, that looked like a flimsy trash bag, because it just... I don't think Explodes. he dumped it out, right? Didn't it just, like, rip apart? Yeah, yeah, it basically just splits in half. Yeah, it's like the cheap garbage bags you would get from like the dollar store. Yeah, his mom's like... not getting hefties. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can't cheap on those. It makes a mess. And his friend comes and picks him up in a car. Oh, yes. Dennis yeah. shows up in his 
beautiful 60s charger just gorgeous loved it probably one of my favorite characters in the car not dennis his car yo okay i like that uh, they never use that driveway he always pulls up to like at the sidewalk doesn't go up to the oh, driveway yeah, that... they never use the driveway yeah, he, he puts like the front two wheels on and that's it yeah, like it's like okay arnie you walk to me now you can park half a car in here but we need that because it's a long it's a long uh, driveway driveway so yeah it's there's 20 30 feet of driveway that's just no no parking <laughs> well i just thought it was funny because the mom is yelling at him she's, she's like that's noise pollution you know but he's like as far away as he can possibly be yeah and he's not house. he's not even listening to like heavy rock he's he's listening to like a remake of not fade away that was not yeah. not too bad but anyway he he picks up uh picks up barney and they have that scrabble conversation he's talking about how he was playing scrabble with his parents oh yeah oh the, yeah he had either ratio or fellatio to play, I think. It was. Yes, it was. Ratio yeah. for five points or fellatio with triple, triple word, word score, score for yeah. 24 or something. I can't remember. Yeah, that's some but hardcore Scrabble talk. His mother deemed it obscenity, so. Yeah, so it's not used. <laughs> yep. Which, I mean, that's actually what you use to censor other yes descriptors of what that is. <laughs> it's definitely okay in the rules of Scrabble. Yeah. Okay, so in that conversation, he uh, Arnie's friend uh, Dennis. Dennis, yep, Dennis. Yep. Dennis. He um he talks about how Arnie's a virgin. He's like, oh, th- this year we got to get you laid. It's like their senior year in high school or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, what about Gail? And they talk they talk down on Gail. Oh, poor she's girl. got a mustache. Yeah, man, those I, guys are. I mean. was really thrown off when he suggests another girl, and it's like, well, and. His defense is like, she's a sophomore. It's like she's a sophomore. Yeah. Any okay. any senior in high school does not care as long as they are going to the same school. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's a good question. Is Arnie seventeen or eighteen? Is that a big difference? Like, okay, I did not think about that. Yeah, maybe okay. Arnie's like barely eighteen. I don't know. Maybe he's like super mindful about sleeping with underage girls yes. although there is some <laughs> statutory there is some leeway regarding that as far yeah, as yeah like, i think most school. places have some sort of if you're like 18 and they're within a year or two you might be able to get away with it i think it depends i have no idea so. uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway so they get to school dennis and arnie's friend he's he's like ogling lee the main female lead Who's got those uh, crocodile hunter shorts oh, on? Oh, that was so hilarious. The description. Yeah, he's like, "Oh man, she's smart, but she's got the body of a slut." Oh, <laughs> what does and, that mean? Like, and and then the next scene yeah, is her coming her. in, and uh, her croc hunter shorts, crocodile hunter shorts, and she has socks pulled up to her. Yeah, knees. like it's not like she's dressing provocatively or anything. Yeah, honestly, it's the worst looking <laughs> outfit. <laughs> it's so unflattering. Yeah, and now, now to be fair, high school boys. Any clothing is some form of provocative. You could be wearing trash bags. That would be fine. Well, man, those are that. hot. Yeah. But the the kid says, I want to have deep, meaningful, meaningful sex with her. <laughs> I wrote that down on my notes as well. <laughs> said, uh, said no high schooler ever. Yeah. No kidding. I definitely didn't say that. Oh, there is the one, the Roseanne girl. Oh, yeah. The, the blonde cheerleader type girl that's way into Dennis, but he's just for some reason not into her. And yeah, like, he like doesn't even notice her. Yeah, he just ignores her because new girl. <laughs> yeah, they're just immediately interested in the new girl. But yeah. I just wanted to uh, 
well, I wrote down in my notes that dumb uh, TTFN, Todd Topper And they, you know, they say it so you know what the hell she's talking about. Yeah, I hate that. There's an episode, I, I mentioned it when we were watching the movie, there's an episode of Good Times, the show Good Times, <laughs> that does that with Thank Goodness It's Friday. Thank God It's Friday. Uh, and it bothered me so much because it's like a laugh joke. Yeah. We stopped to laugh for. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I know it's totally unrelated. Good well, times. it was just one of the things that's annoying is like TTFN is as much effort as actually just saying ta-ta for now. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that too. Yeah. The same amount of syllables. What did you save? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, during the duration of school, at some point, Buddy, the the evil greaser. Oh, yeah. He is evil. That's Bad like, guy. In fact, what I wrote down, my notes, I didn't take super detailed notes like you guys. My, my paper just says, Buddy is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> he, ta- he like, steals Arnie's lunch and they have a fight over it. He, like, stabs his yogurt. Yeah. I also wrote, too much yogurt. Oh, oh yeah. He his stabs mom... the yogurt yeah. and a gallon and a half of yogurt <laughs> like, falls out of the sandwich. How much yogurt did Arnie's it's mom like give just, him? Yeah, it's like she filled the bag with yogurt. Just not even like a <laughs> thing of I yogurt. I imagine she just like filled a Ziploc with yogurt. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> One gallon Ziploc bag of yogurt and then a small sandwich and an apple. I mean, yeah, she did when she sent him off, she did point out like, keep it cold, there's yogurt in there. So She is a Costco conservationist, perhaps. They really <laughs> wanted uh, that yogurt payoff. Yes, not bad. I mean, I'm I'm all for buying yogurt in bulk, but <laughs> William Ostrander is is buddy. He's very cool. Specifically, I like that hair. Oh Man, yeah, that like, hair is awesome. And he he has, definitely has the most epic hair. And the dinky switchblade. <laughs> but anyway, he he threatens um, Arnie. Arnie's friend Dennis comes in. So Arnie's friend Dennis attacks attacks Buddy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, one punch in. Yeah, he gets a punch in and then gets. Foiled. But they have they have a bunch of you know Buddy has all his goons around. Oh yeah, so they which kill uh, everyone and uh... Rich. By the way, I wanted to point out Rich specifically. Rich just has that that hair. That oh brown, yes, 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 fluffy hair. Excellent. I always think of Ghostbusters the second I see him. He is another <laughs> stuff, but he he gets electrocuted by Pete Venkman. So that's oh awesome. yeah. <laughs> so I just was thinking about that the whole time. <laughs> anyway, the the shop guy comes in after buddy steps on scuffle, arnie's glasses yeah. and there's this weird acting sequence where buddy goes he turns around he's like i'll fix you after he oh he was i mean he was all over the scene in this jumps past arnie to punch the wall jumps in front of dennis who's five feet away jumps back in front of arnie like he's it's... got some great movement during this it short is, scene it is unnatural acting class acting yes it's really funny yeah buddy has some serious <laughs> anger issues yes oh, yeah. he was picking on arnie it got interrupted and basically his response was i'll kill you all even to like the teacher he was threatening the oh yeah he teacher. did threaten yeah. the teacher that's so weird um that's just part of stephen king's obsession yeah, with greaser bad guys Stephen King's bullies, like, way escalate things quickly. Yeah. I know. They're constantly trying to murder people, and they always look like greasers for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I think Stephen King may Stephen, have been bullied by greasers at some do we need to talk some about point. something in your past? <laughs> so anyway, they get out of school. They see the Christine car. I'm just trying to move this along a oh, little yeah. bit. But they, they see the Christine car. Arnie's like, oh, back up. I got to see that. And they go over there. Uh, George LeBay is the owner of the car at the time. That's 
Roberts Blossom. You know him from Home Alone. Home Alone, Close <laughs> Encounters, and a favorite of mine, Escape from Alcatraz. I mean, it has Clint Eastwood in it. Of course, it's a favorite oh, yeah. of mine. But <laughs> yeah, he's he's awesome. He's offering he offers two hundred and fifty dollars for the fifty yeah. Plymouth Fury. That's even and, back and then. And it, it even starts, which yeah. you know, if if it was two fifty for something that didn't start, okay, whatever, you're buying a junker, but. If it starts, that's not bad even then. Yeah, and then Arnie doing a great job going to buy a car. He's like, whatever you're charging, it's it, not enough. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, Dude, you're, you're trying to buy this Good job. Car. Don't wait, talk him into wait a charging you more. Could you imagine if Arnie, I mean, spoilers here. I guess spoilers for the entire episode, including an hour ago when we were talking about Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Sorry for spoiling a over 30 year old movie <laughs> you've had time to watch it yeah it's your fault no it, it's okay if you're a young kid just it's fine don't worry about it but don't worry about spoilers too much just watch it with us <laughs> oh yes anyway he says it's not enough but if arnie like lived and he <laughs> he got a wife or something and they were negotiating a house it's like oh this this house is two hundred and fifty thousand. he's like whatever you're charging oh, it's the, not enough this I place love is this gorgeous it, you're not charging enough for this <laughs> Arnie. <laughs> no, no sense of, yeah, yep. bartering, talking the guy down, nothing like that. Yes. <laughs> so, so they, they get the yeah. car. Y- yes. Oh, yes. I, I do have to draw attention, though. This is the first time we run into a, a theme that continues throughout the movie. This is the, the re- first time the we hear favorite. shitters. Yep. Which oh. is, for some reason, he is like mad at Dennis and calls him a shitter. Which, yes. Which is weird. I don't know if. That was an insult. I don't. We'll know. talk. We'll talk about it later when we mention shitters several times. Oh yes. Yeah, but well, I just had to drop. This is that the, was first the first time. shitter yep. where we weren't even sure what he said. Yeah, yeah, it is not clear. So they get the car, and he has he has a couple things to say about it, but not much. We we learn more about Christine's past later. Arnie goes to his mom, talking about how he's going to get it. And she is just being a bitch to him. Like, you can't bring that car home. You're not going to put it in our parking. Our driveway that <laughs> We need our driveway empty, empty at it. all times. <laughs> we never use it. Man, she is awful. So yeah, it's just crazy how controlling now, she now is, who is at that point in the movie. Who plays her? Because I know she looks very familiar to me, too. Oh, uh, I'm not 100% certain. I will oh, okay. I will look well, it up in just a second. I'm nerding about... I'm nerding out about Darnell right now, but I'll look okay, it up okay, while okay. you well, guys talk about we'll, we'll this. Get, we'll let you do your nerding then. <laughs> no, um, no, we'll we'll go ahead and talk about this scene for just a second, and I'll tell you who played her. Hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Google is out. Say stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, so so it it gets really uh, interesting during this scene because mom and dad are there. Dad's kind of passive. Mom's a bitch. Arnie's complaining how he they never let him have anything. He Nothing joined, for himself. Yeah, he joined chess club instead, instead of band. Instead of band. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really going to change your social standing in high school. <laughs> Why the hell did I not know who she was? All right, let's okay, okay, so, okay. reveal. Like I, I, so Christine Belford, she plays Lita uh, in Battlestar Galactica. So for me, that's immediately like, oh, oh. She's yeah. In, She's in Beverly Hills 90210, which I never watched. She's in a bunch of stuff, like a lot of TV, like a lot of TV. All My Children, Murder, She Wrote, stuff like that. Oh, okay. So just that's probably where you've seen her. Probably, she's in a lot of movies, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I know she's been in 
all kinds of stuff because looking at her, yeah, one of those. It's, it's one of those like, like, okay, I have seen you in a bunch of other things. Why don't I know your name? Yeah, like, like Battlestar the, uh... Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I cannot believe I didn't place her. That <laughs> makes me feel horrible. <laughs> okay. okay, so so just to end that scene and then. Uh... See, this is why you don't ask me. <laughs> now I feel bad. Well, well, no, I just I love uh, uh, Arnie's yelling at his parents, and I love that his his mom yells at Dennis for letting him buy the car. Oh yeah, and Dennis is like, I tried to it's talk like, him I out told of him, it. No, it's a piece of junk, and and then she just comes back. Oh, I bet you tried so hard. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, see, this is this is the alpha Karen. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so so darnell that's important he takes it yes. to darnell's uh junk place slash car fixing outlet place <laughs> yeah just his garage yeah, the, like, what, what is it like a, a rental garage self-service garage or like do yeah. it it was a do-it-yourself yeah diy garage <laughs> which i i kind of dig the idea of you can have you just rent garage space for a while and do your own thing yes <laughs> oh wait i i forgot to mention this real quick it's it's not Darnell. It's didn't they say meet at Darnell's? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Da- so Daryl. Yeah. It's Will, it's Will Darnell. Okay. So Darnell's we're talking his last about, name? but the person I'm nerding out about is also a Darnell, but that's his real name. That's why I was like, oh, oh wait a second. okay, so, okay, that makes yeah. more sense now. So Robert Darnell, um, he plays the dad, the best. Oh, friend. okay. Yes. Yes. Like, so, Which Darnell are you talking about? All right. So he's in Hill Street Blues. And he is in Malibu Express, the classic film. <laughs> well, we might get to it at some point. It's oh a movie. If you guys haven't seen it, lots of nudity. Um, so, speaking of Every, Darnell's. Everyone under 18, disregard that. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of Darnell's, we, we have him uh, going to the Darnell place where they start working on Christine. He starts saying, oh, I knew a guy who owned this car once. Uh, he killed himself. <laughs> he was like a dick about it. He's like, the, the stupid son of a bitch killed himself. Killed himself something like in the that, car. You know? Yeah. yeah he, can't, he can't say anything Without positive being aggressive. in any... Yeah, yeah. It's, he either has to be a dick or he has to be threatening. And yeah, and Darnell is fine with, um, with him working on the car there, but he has all these crazy rules and he's such a dick about it. And it's really awesome. No, no smoking. I'll throw you on your ass. <laughs> yeah. So... I see you come in without a pipe. I'm gonna throw you on your ass. Oh, <laughs> uh, he is way funny. <laughs> uh, I gotta admit, Dennis does get a good zinger in there where he points to a bunch of other mechanics in the garage and... smoking. Mr. Darnell, those men are smoking. I think you should tell them to stop. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... You're smart with me, kid? Other Darnell, as in Dar- Darnell, the character name. See, this is why we didn't do this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Drive. Robert Prosky, he's in a great movie, Thief. So, well... Which I have not seen, but... Awesome movie. Just... That, that might come up. We don't know. I don't know. For me, I just I knew his face, and then I had to look it up. He was the the Grandpa Munster type character, the the host in Gremlins Two. Yes, Grandpa mm-hmm. yeah. Fred. So, oh, oh yeah, that's who he is to me. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm big on Michael Mann, so we might talk about it at some point. All right. So then we have after he puts Christine there, they go home. You know, it's there's just some Dennis and Arnie talking. Not too big a deal. Yeah, them, them talking about what good friends they are. Runaway plays at some point. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Re- remake of Runaway. 
Very cool. You know, the whole soundtrack is awesome. Yes. The 50s yes, music, is. the remakes of 50s songs, and, you know, the Carpenter soundtrack. Just just real quick. It's the best. So. <laughs> yeah. So they have a discussion with Darnell, and he offers to have Arnie work there for him a little bit. And he's like, oh, I'll pay you a tiny bit, but, you know. I'll let you take the parts that you keep taking from the junkyard. Because he makes a big deal out of that. Like, oh, you're stealing everything. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you said I could. You said I could take them. Well, yeah. I didn't expect you to rebuild your whole car from my stuff. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's true, though. I mean, if you're running a junkyard, that must be kind of Yeah, you, you do need something there for other people to tear apart. <laughs> so, working on Christine. Meanwhile, back at school. Well, not meanwhile, but shortly after, back at school. There's the that Roseanne girl. <laughs> they pass by Roseanne again. Oh and yeah, the <laughs> she or she's in the library. Oh yeah, she's in the, the library, library and she like she looks at them. She gives them a nice look, and then um they just look past her <laughs> entirely. Oh yeah, because well, the new Lee. girl is yes. beh- right behind her. Yeah, because the buddies encourage Dennis to go ask ask out the new girl. It's just so funny because Roseanne is so attractive. Yeah, there's like there's funny. no reason like what. They yeah, just... yeah, it's it's not like she's a weird or unattractive girl trying to hit on him because you know he's kind of supposed to be the like the, the football football player. hero, whatever they call. Yeah, him. yeah, it's I mean it's Kelly Preston, yeah. and she's she is famous for a lot oh, of okay, things. Okay. But you know, obviously, the I was great... about to say now now that you mention it, I'm like, oh, I the, wish I would have known that because now... the great battlefield Earth. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Wow. The, but she's the apex of cinema. She's also briefly in From Dusk Till Dawn, but she is also in Twins. She's like the main female in Twins, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, Danny DeVito movie. Like, uh, like I've known, I've known, I know I've seen her show up in things. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's in a ton of things. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, who is she in From Dusk Till Dawn? Oh, uh, she's like a reporter. Okay, yeah. All right, I was just curious. I mean, she has a name, but she's a reporter or something. So it's it's around this time where you start realizing Arnie gets an attitude. I have this mm-hmm. in my notes real quick. His name is Arnie Cunningham, which like I can't stop thinking about happy days whenever <laughs> his name is said. Yes. Because Richie Cunningham, he's always hanging out at Arnie's 50s stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was... well, you never know. Maybe, maybe it's an AU thing and, you know, this is his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, so Dennis goes back to the guy the home alone guy that sells them the car and he gives them the story about how his brother died of carbon monoxide poisoning he like killed himself and christine and he gives this whole thing about obsession with christine well Well, yeah because how yeah yeah, like rid of it and then it just and then it showed up like three Three weeks weeks later later. what do you mean it came back what does that mean (laughs) to which he gives raised eyebrow look yeah in that scene that's the first scene where you really start getting the horror elements of the movie i mean it's well, a little bit but well well because he also talks about and again for spoilers if you haven't watched it with us yet <laughs> there's they he talks about you know the the baby died or like the in daughter, the in yeah. the back seat oh, of the yes, car yes. and the dad just drove around and christine not caring the wife killed herself in the car and that that's when we get the he sold it and then it showed back up yeah the mood really works in that scene it's I mean, Carpenter is always awesome with mood. Ooh, yes. (laughs) So then we have the um, the speedometer going backwards for the first time. Oh yes, yes. Because it in there. Because was that ninety something? Ninety three thousand miles. Something. 
Yeah, and you have uh, Dennis, like, touching the car, and then it plays You Keep on Knocking, but you can't come in. Very cool. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Yes. So we start realizing Christine has some kind of weird personality. There's, there's something about Christine. <laughs> So we get to the football game. This is, I mean, we're ramping, we're ramping up relatively fast at this point, but we get to the football game because Dennis is like a star player and Arnie's well, just a weaselly it, kid. It, it's kind of weird because earlier, don't they mention like they're just now going to let him back on the team because of, I don't know if it... Well, they it asked was, if he was going to play football that year, so yeah. Oh, well, maybe that was it because, oh, I guess because at the beginning it's supposed to be them starting yeah, their, like, their senior year. It's okay. senior year, yeah. Yeah, I think he was football guy before that yeah. but he regardless there's a football game going on and yeah. we have the moment where he's he's playing and then christine finally comes up the first time she's like completed yes. oh yes oh, an cherry thing, and beautiful with that uh library scene when dennis just walks right past roseanne and she looks she thought he was coming to talk to her and then she looks really disappointed when he walks right past her oh, he was the... going there to ask lee out and she said no because she already had a I date already have a date yeah i After forgot to mention game. that yeah so that's uh that's important to what's movie, about yeah, the scene coming up so he's playing football and he sees arnie kissing lee, lee the woman that he's into right next to christine he gets super distracted and someone hits him and he like he, flips over let's say he, he jumps to try and catch the you know the game winning touchdown pass and yeah, gets his legs swept out from Mary under him and pass. yeah yeah that is that is a good stunt it looks painful oh yeah I, <laughs> whoever it, did that whoa that, that stunt man needed a few hundred extra <laughs> <laughs> so dennis is hospitalized from this hit so he is, he's distracted by ladies and gets hospitalized we also need to point out here because uh, the the greaser bullies, all of them are in the stands cheering for for the home team to lose because you know they're jerks. But they see Arnie with his new car, and oh yes, one oh. of them knows where he keeps Jesus, the I, car. I know where he keeps the car, guys. Because <laughs> again, Stephen King bully, like yes, he he got a week suspension for having a knife, so gotta go murder people. Threatening people, people yeah, a it. week suspension for a knife. And so, different world he's not yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh we well, were so young and innocent back then let's get that guy because he got us suspended yeah <laughs> after we were bullying him yeah <laughs> so anyway hospital the hospital scene is really cool because you start seeing arnie lose it yeah this is, this is where you start seeing the like the descent yeah the, the like arrogance coming out of him well <laughs> There was the one thing, and I don't know why it makes sense, but uh, at that point, he is no longer wearing his glasses. Whereas in that first scene where he's being bullied, when they knock his glasses off, he's stumbling around on the ground like Velma from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, that is true. And they step on his glasses, he tapes them up, you know, but then apparently his eyesight just gets better at yeah. some point. He goes from Velma to Rebel Without a Cause in a very short period of time. Yes. Now, to be fair, this is also one of the most evil scenes with Arnie, just because his friend... Is in a neck brace because he was almost paralyzed, and you have to watch what he does with the little cup, the pill cup. Yes, the yes. pill cup because it is the most evil thing that he does. In this. He puts puts the pill cup on his foot. That's yep. Put, puts the pill cup on, on his, his toe. toe. He and can't then leaves. He has no way. Yeah, he leaves it, him there in the hospital. It's just no. There's there's some lines you can't cross, man. So Arnie goes to the drive-in with his girl Lee, and this is this is some good stuff. <laughs> So they're they're making out in the car. They're watching the movie. Well, they're not watching the movie. But 
the movie Thank God It's Friday is playing, which I haven't seen. It's a comedy of some kind. Ah. Anyway. <laughs> there we go. We can we can do one. The movies within the movies. <laughs> I don't know that I want to see it. <laughs> Reading about it, I'm like, uh. Okay, fair enough. I might, just because it's in this movie. But anyway, Lee does not want to go all the way. Not in Christine, not at in least. So she's not in with, a crowded drive-in. Not in a crowded drive-in. But <laughs> it is more, in the pouring rain, so that yeah, give you some privacy. More than anything, not in Christine. Yeah. She yes. makes a point for that. She obviously senses something with her shine powers. So, <laughs> But he somehow gets her back in the car after a little bit of arguing. She'll and I yeah. assume they picked up food at the snack court. Because, yeah. Uh, snack shack? What do you call it at a drive-in? It's called whatever they feel like calling Snack Shack probably is accurate. Yeah, something akin to that, at least. Yeah. So they get back in the car, and she's, you know, messing with him. She's like, I don't like this car and stuff, and she, like, hits it. Yeah, Arnie, she, like, slaps the seat. Arnie gets a little upset. She's a, She says, you don't like it when I slap your girl or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> they have this argument about how Christine is the other girl very cool yeah yeah that at that point it seems a little weird because she hasn't really seen anything you know unusual with the car but she's already jealous of it like it's another person well there's also this weird thing where it seems like a bunch of time was supposed to have passed because yeah we go from like them at the football game to now they're at the drive-in making out and yeah yeah, I, th- I think it establishes that in some regard. It, uh, okay. It seems okay for the most part. But well, well, I mostly bring it up because she mentions, oh, who do you spend all your time I'm with, with yeah. me or the car? Yes, she <laughs> like, does. I wish it would have just been like, it's a car. I use it to get around. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Do I about? have yeah. to change your oil? <laughs> quite a different experience, but yeah. yes. I don't know. She has the shine. Christine has the shine, too. She does. So she she senses something is off. I, I just want to mention 50s car interiors look very cool, and I wish everything looked like that in oh, the world. Yeah. So not just cars, everything. Yes. Then Lee ends up in the car by herself, and it locks her in, and she starts choking. Yeah, like pretty she... much from her first bite. She takes yeah. a bite of her burger, and then suddenly... <laughs> Some kind of weird supernatural choking situation uh, yeah or and she was eating like a duck and just didn't chew her food <laughs> yeah and someone else comes and saves her yeah so arnie's trying to get the door open because i wrote this down in my notes but that guy gets her out and he starts doing the heimlich maneuver and um let's see here where did i, I wrote down exactly what he said oh yeah so the guy's doing i mean i thought it was pretty clear that it's the heimlich maneuver but arnie's like get your goddamn hands off her it's like, uh, he's Dude. helping her. She's choking. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Just, uh, you know, showing that Arnie's getting more aggressive at that point. Obviously, the date is over at that point, and he takes her home. So they have an argument, and she starts saying, oh, something's off about this car. Stuff like that. <laughs> she says, oh, it keeps playing old songs. It only plays old songs. Yeah. Yep, that shine working for her again. <laughs> Causes tension with them. She she didn't even say for sure if she was going to hook up with him again tomorrow after yeah, all. Yeah, their relationship it was a maybe. is on the rocks. But yes, Christine, so good. They kind of vaguely make up at the end, but that's, it's not 100%. We, we do get to see Christine 
acting jealous though, because we do. Yeah, Arnie gets in, and Christine does Won't not start. want to start yes. for him now. Yeah, he has to assure her, and then it will start. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Christine has such a personality; it's really weird. <laughs> she, she actually has a lot of personality compared to even some of the actors in this. <laughs> yeah, Christine so knows jealousy and vengeance. <laughs> So we have Christine being parked, and the bullies get there finally. Uh, the bullies come and smash up Christine. Man, they, Ooh, yeah. and they did not. This was not just petty vandalism. They destroy. <laughs> yeah, this is not like cutting uh, the paint or slashing the tires. Like they are out yeah, with not sledgehammers just, trying not to total it. the car. They yeah. destroy it, and as they say, they defecate on the, dash- the dashboard. dashboard. That's pretty rough. We, I mean, who does that? We, we get another Christine moment where she plays the same uh, song from when Dennis tried to get in. Yes, you keep Come on knocking. Knock him, but she can't. mocks them yeah. while she's being beaten. It's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's really creepy. Good stuff. So, yes, the bullies destroy that thing. And then we first get our glimpse of Arnie in the red Rebel Without a Cause-like jacket. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he's be- going full... He, he keeps becoming more and more greaser. Yeah, that like, outfit. I just he, love it. He has that. Like, I, I think this is one of the, at least for me, this is one of the, the first scenes I notice that, like, he starts doing the, you know, the, the 50s. Yeah. Like, comb over uh, gelled hair. His look. transformation is very cool. It's subtle. Oh, but yeah. It gets better every time. Yeah, it's just little things. Like, the hair changes slightly. Clothing's a little different. So they see Christine in the morning after she's totaled. And he gets upset. Oh, like, devastatingly so. He's, like, touching, caressing the cars. It's all beat up, just trying to get... And the the, the poor man starts trying to put the, the window frame seal back on it. Yeah, he's devastated. And I guess he and Lee are still together, because she's there with him, and then... Yeah, they seem to be sort of made up. But she, you know, she tries to comfort him in some regard. So then of course, he... he yells at her. <laughs> yeah, he yells at her, calls her a shitter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. And then he sees like, get away from me. Get away from me. Is it what you wanted, isn't it? Oh, and he talks to his parents about it. And he's like, I, I won't get fault. a new car. Like, <laughs> they, Yeah, they offer like, we'll, we'll help you buy a new car. And he would not have that. I won't get a new car. I'll I'm fix gonna, her up. <laughs> yeah, I'll get, I'm going to fix Christine. And it starts an argument with his parents, and he, like, attacks his dad. Yeah, and at this point, his mom is now scared of him. She went from being, like, way over-controlling to now just, she has no idea what to do with him. And Yeah, I mean, now it makes sense that she'd be a bit of a bitch, because Arnie's insane at this point. <laughs> yeah. And he attacks Douglas, the actor's name. He attacks... <laughs> His he, dad. Yeah, he attacks his dad. It's really funny because, I mean, I think he calls him shitter in this scene too, but I can't I, remember. I, I think so. He, he's swearing at him a lot. A lot of swearing. Oh, yeah, he's, he's F-bombing in the kitchen and his mom's so distraught. He runs out and he goes back to Christine and she has Wolverine powers and she, like, forms back into now, Christine condition. And and I got to say, like, as, as weird as it is, I, I watched something about this scene and... It is kind of intentionally shot as supposed to be this stripper-like erotic scene between Dennis and Christine of, you know, her showing him what he what she can really do kind of stuff. It certainly Arnie. feels that way. Arnie, yes. 
No, Dennis is still in the hospital. Broken leg and neck. Yep. Yeah. Dennis is not as obsessed. Dennis is yeah, Dennis the, doesn't care. He's right. out of the movie for a while after that football game, he actually. He, he does kind of go from... He goes from he almost like a point... He's one of the main characters, and it, then... If you didn't know, you'd almost assume he might be the main character. I, at the beginning, I thought he was going to be the main character. But yes, he's looking at Christine. He says, show me. And then she wolverines out and just and restores her, herself. Her she does. bends back out. Which, that was a very cool scene. Oh yes, and and no CGI. It made it even better to know this is practical uh, visual effects. Yeah, it legitimately looks so good. I mean, it's a physical object, so obviously it's going to look better. I've always said that, but but just how they pulled it off. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a marvel for sure. Speaking of Wolverine, so (laughs) after this, Christine is put together, and she goes out late at night without him. And she kills one of the guys, one of the greaser friend dudes. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, like, he's like, they totaled his car and he assumes that uh, Arnie is in the car, but, you know, he's like, you're not still mad, are you? Oh, yeah, that you're not still mad. That we totaled your car, basically. And he's also, like, not that shocked that he apparently rebuilt it to perfection. And, yeah. And it's, and it's assumed it's supposed to be, like, a day yeah, or like so. Yeah, it's, like, right after, like, seemingly. And, yeah, and the car was totaled, and then, like, in a day, it's back. I gotta say, I love the setup of this when he... I I still don't know why the character gets out of a truck he's hitchhiking in and is walking under an overpass. Yeah, yeah and she's know. sitting but, there in the but overpass. But, yeah, the, the scene where it's, you know, him in the foreground and Christine way in the back. That scene just, is I so mean, good. I mean, John Carpenter can just do magic. <laughs> yeah, it's a slasher movie scene, like something out of Halloween. Yeah, yeah, you see. But with a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah this, this is the scene where you'd see Michael Myers or Freddy there menacing a camper, but it's mm. a car. <laughs> Much scarier than Jason, I can assure you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that scene is so good, but she smashes herself in when he gets stuck in this location to get to him. That's so yeah addictive oh and they, they even just that whole chase scene where christine's running this kid down while he's running through the streets until she can get him cornered yep which he thought he was safe because it was too narrow but nope and we'll learn that detective harry dean stanton says that he was cut in half from this scenario well yeah point. yeah because she forces herself into this too narrow spot and like slowly crushes like from the pelvis down on him. Naturally, they don't show this. This well, movie doesn't um, have a whole lot of violence in it. So. It really doesn't. Like, well, for how mu- how violent some of the scenes are, it's not that graphic. That is yeah, true. like there's violence, but not graphic violence. Yeah. So we do, now that someone is dead, Detective Harry Dean Stanton is investigating Arnie, which I put a note in here about how everyone cannot park straight and it looks awful. Oh, I, oh yes. mine, is, mine is three lines... <laughs> tall because that was the thing that stood out is they're in a parking lot and no one in the parking lot is in a space everyone's yeah. diagonally, everyone's diagonal upside down yeah. parked on walls yeah. that was definitely a good reaction from everybody watching it it's, oh, it's yeah. a horror movie and then when we see how people park that's, that's when we're all like oh no everyone's <laughs> oh. screaming at the park everyone Why is a pig park anybody park <laughs> Oh, that's... This, is, this is how you can tell you've reached RA. <laughs> it's it like, no, the parking makes me so frustrated. <laughs> I was having anxiety looking at it. <laughs> anyway, so Harry Dean Stanton informs him that the kid was cut in half, and he doesn't seem to have that horrible a reaction. 
Yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, I don't know. That's how you get people to be suspicious of you. But yeah, well, because he's not shocked at all. He doesn't. What, what does he say? He says, uh, oh, yeah, he was crushed and they had to scoop up his yeah, lower they... half with a shovel. And he it's goes, like, well, that's what you do with you shit, shit, don't you? Yeah. Shovel it up or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because they had just mentioned, like, I heard they even, you know, took a shit on your dashboard or whatever. That'd make anybody mad. And he's there he's playing to catch, like, what? Shit wipes off? No yeah. big deal. <laughs> you know, you just brush away. Actually, even though I think that dialogue wouldn't work in any other scenario in any other movie, because they set it up that way, it actually is pretty good. Yeah, I was <laughs> just saying they have the setup and payoff, so. Very cool. <laughs> so, good Good stuff there. Finally, some Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. That's what I've been waiting for the whole movie. So. And, of course, me. I'm just like, hey, it's the dad from 16... Or, no, not 16. It's pretty in pink. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll but... always just recognize actors, usually from, like, one specific thing. Same thing with the garage owner in Gremlins 2. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, he tells him about the kid. And then um, Arnie, Arnie calls Lee shortly after this. And he's he's calling her. He goes to the garage, starts calling her, and he gets pissed off immediately and just starts yelling at her. Well, because he, he asks, like, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember something or is this it? Something? I, yeah, it's it's along the lines of, is this it then for us? Basically, I, I kind of wonder, maybe this scene was supposed to be like uh, that final bit of arnie before christine has completely taken over him where he's trying to find a grounding outside yeah beyond this arnie is oh yeah yeah then he is insane there is a you know he hangs up on her and then a few seconds later he tries to pick Pick the phone back lee lee Lee? it's like you're the one that hung up dude (laughs) as if he's never used a phone for some reason lee lee operator so we we moved to Buddy, by the way. Buddy's barely in this movie until like he's in three scenes, four yeah. scenes. But we moved to Buddy. He's hanging out with his friend in a car. Oh, I believe the uh, yes. Ghostbusters guy. So they they get in and start driving around in their beautiful. I believe I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure it's a '69 Camaro, nice. which is beautiful again. <laughs> Even the color I would like it in. Well, I take it in any color. The thing I liked about this scene is the dichotomy between Buddy's music and Christine's music, because he's listening to, I think it's the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Beast of Burden. Oh, that's right. That's right. And I hate that song. I don't know. To be fair, it looks like he is trying to be one of the Rolling Stones. Oh, he's he's just, you know, into the basic rock music, which Christine is into basic rock music, too, but from 20 years before. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. It just seems less cool somehow. <laughs> and then Christine attacks the Camaro, attacks Buddy. She smashes the hell out of the car. Oh, that that was... At the like, gas station. That, that's how you destroy a man, because he, he parks the Camaro. He gets out, because he's sure it's Arnie. Arnie and he's, he's like, come on, him. Arnie, let's finish this. And Christine comes and just smashes full speed, T-bone into the Camaro, and yeah. just... Ooh, brutal. Pushes, pushes it into the gas station. It's it's crazy looking. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it kill. She kills uh, she kills the guy from Ghostbusters and the guy from uh, just one of the guys, the lizard kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, because she like backs out of the Camaro after hitting it the first time and then plows into it again and crushes the one friend with it. 
and then they're in a gas and like, station. Yeah, it causes like a and gas it's leaking leak. gas everywhere. Yeah, the place explodes. Christine comes out like RoboCop in flames. Oh, and that, was, that was so cool awesome scene. seeing yeah. that car just wreathed in flame driving away. Yeah, she's in flames and she's chasing Buddy down who's on his feet just running down the road. That looks so, so scary. Oh, yeah, that... <laughs> Because they do that great scene where it's you get the, the shot in the headlights of uh, Bobby, and then you turn around, you see Christine, like, on fire, chasing him down. She runs him over, and he's on fire. Yeah. yeah. Like, so not only was he run over, he was also, the flames spread to him. Yeah. I mean, kudos to Stephen King and John Carpenter for that scene. It is beyond Ooh, yeah. good. That's my favorite scene of the movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So... Christine drives drives herself back to the garage where Darnell is there, and he's confused because Arnie's picking up parts in his car. Yeah. Did they say it was a Cadillac? Yeah, yes, a, Cadillac. Darnell he has my has a Cadillac. Okay. So Darnell grabs a shotgun to see who's in there. He opens the door, and no one's in there. Dun, dun, dun. But yeah, Christine is still all. Oh, she's like charred and charred and it, everything. It's actually a really cool scene when christine shows up because the the gate just opens and he even looks at the he has a remote for it and he's kind of looking at it and she drives in now she's charcoal smoke uh pouring off of her very very cool looking scene it is very cool he opens the door no one's in there so he gets in (laughs) yeah yeah that was into this car that was smoking as it came in (laughs) that drove itself in smoking clearly been exposed to fire i don't think i would get in it after that she has some kind of supernatural pull it must uh, be because he seems to be enjoying getting in but she locks him in that's true and she kills him and then she repairs herself while yeah. he's in the car so she looks pristine again and detective harry and dean stanton and crew find him there and arnie comes in he's very confused it's in the morning when he comes to bring the parts that darnell ordered that's in the caddy yeah i guess he's like dropping them off before Before school school, yeah because he made a big deal that he had to be at school in 30 minutes that's true and this to arnie's credit this one time he does look genuinely confused yeah because all the previous like uh when the bullies you know when they die obviously he's not going to care too much about them but the garage manager or whatever you call him i mean he was completely pleasant to him i mean he was i mean he was a, he was he was a he was dick but he was still right away, but that was just his personality yeah yeah he was, he was mean, still like hey take parts to fix i'll give you a, like a part-time job and, you and can... he was letting him drive around in his cadillac so you know obviously yeah. that's just being aggressive and a dick is his personality but he seemed like maybe he actually did like arnie at yeah. some point yeah i mean he was nice to him a couple times so he's a, and he made that deal a, with him <laughs> he has a tough exterior but a gooey caramel center soft heart yes (laughs) so it must be some time later but uh lee calls dennis and he's out of the hospital playing risk with his sister playing an older copy of risk with the blocks by the way yeah that was a pretty cool throwback to see it looks nice it probably wasn't that old back then well yeah (laughs) but i do think they were using many guys at that time it's probably just whatever risk copy they had <laughs> laying around it's the only board game on the it was set. grandpa's game that was in the closet and they needed it for a prop yes so it's it's new year's eve i guess yeah yeah that's when uh when dennis and arnie finally hang out again <laughs> yeah they they get together for a new year's eve party 
and Arnie picks her picks him up and Christine but the conversation with Lee there the two of them Dennis and Lee are talking about his weird obsession with Christine and yeah how Dennis is gonna try and talk to him about it and this is further off the deep end for Arnie much much crazier oh yeah he's in this scene because I was like man he is full-on crazy now he he has I don't know word for word but it was such a weird thing he said because he was mad at his parents but he says to Dennis something along the lines of has it occurred to you that parents what does it say uh oh, oh that was that it, has was... it occurred to you that part of being a parent is trying to kill your child yeah i think that's slightly before the scene but yeah oh yeah, yeah. i thought okay in a hospital i, I skipped he that said that in the oh hospital? yeah yeah the, the hospital yeah right there's like the a scene. yeah there's a scene in the hospital there for just half a second shortly before this he okay. says that yeah that's a when he said that i was like man he's he no, really not. does not and like he's the also way being his a dick. He's like, him. you didn't think I was going to hang around here all day, did you, Dennis? Or something? He just leaves him. Yeah. Again. <laughs> so, just just a quick note here: Keith Gordon in this movie is so good as Arnie. Oh, he he's, is. He's terrifying. If he was in any other movie that wasn't some dumb horror movie about a car, and I don't think this movie's dumb. I'm just saying the average Oscar people do. But if he was in some other movie that was not a horror movie. There's no way he couldn't have won an award. He was amazing in this movie. Okay, because he, he played both parts so perfectly. Like, when he was the nerd, you believed him 100% he was the nerd. When he starts becoming the crazy Arnie, he is indeed terrifying. When you're somehow more interesting than to me than one of the main characters of Radioactive Dreams, you're obviously going to start <laughs> keeping my interest. And, and also, he... Obviously outsells everyone else, even Harry Dean Stanton, who's usually underplayed in movies anyway, but he's he's so good. I can't emphasize <laughs> that enough. I gotta watch his work. I'm not familiar enough. <laughs> so <laughs> Back to New Year's? Yeah, back to the New Year's thing where they're in the car and he's he he mentions the car's you know, be careful, the car's really sensitive before he gets in the car. Oh yeah, what does he says something like calling her a rust bucket if i rem like oh, you got yeah. the old rust bucket rolling or something like that and he gets that he has that really good terrifying stare as crazy arnie and he's talking says, about uh, don't be careful she's real sensitive that that scene oh but the whole thing he's just he's obsessed with the car he's not even talking or looking at his friend he offers him a beer yeah he's like what's wrong with you i thought you liked beer <laughs> yeah southern cross yeah, wh while they're uh, driving down the road at 95 in yeah. Christine. Southern Cross beer. And yeah. he wants to toast to something oh, yes. like... I, oh, do you have it? Okay, I do, because it's yet another shitter. A toast to the death of the shitters of the world, 1979. <laughs> the shitters of the world. Yeah, he calls people shitters two or three times in this scene. Yeah. I, I know, I understand why, so... This movie likely would have gotten a PG rating without all the swearing that was added to the movie. Oh. The, the studio wanted to make sure it was an R rating. This is how different the world is. <laughs> the world is now where studios are like, oh, man, if you make this horror movie rated R, rated R the teens can't go see it. But oh, back boy. then, if you make this horror movie PG, no one's going to want to see it. <laughs> yeah. We need a harder rating. All right. Time to come up with the perfect, you know, swear word. <laughs> Shitters. Shitters over and over. 
It's so, it sounds funny. It, it, it really, it, to me, it's disarming because I would never expect anyone to call me that. Well, and if they did, would you be offended? I would just be confused. Like, yeah. wait, what did you say? What, what am I? You're a shitter. Um, a what? Like, it's just. Yeah. In, in what way is that supposed to be offensive? But apparently in this movie, everybody, that's just a regular that's... insult. Yeah, just a normal insult in that town that looks like Halloween. Um, I I kind of did keep wondering where where do, are they shooting Halloween? Like that's yeah, that, a block that down, is right? a true fact. Some of the scenes, at least in the suburb areas, are shot in the same place. Okay, that that makes sense Some, actually. I mean that play, that area is in a lot of movies because it looks sort of like Midwest. Or at least it, according to people who live in Hollywood. <laughs> if you live in L.A., that's what the Midwest looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so that situation is pretty scary. And uh, Dennis calls out Arnie by carving in to Christine's tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that is that is mean. I'm I'm actually impressed. Like the hood didn't like fly up and yeah, like Christine break his nose or something. Like Christine right didn't there. do anything. <laughs> but I I'm I'm not gonna go through with this one too much more because we have been recording for an hour again. Oh dang, impressive. <laughs> okay, but more work for you. We're almost done. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna brush over the ending, even though it's awesome. Dennis gets in a caterpillar, and you know he has a face off with Christine, who keeps recovering herself and Wolverine power yeah Dennis and uh, Lee are trying to hatch this plan which immediately goes awry oh, yeah. it because fails Christine was already she there was, lying she in was a clever girl she was hiding in the warehouse already clever girl <laughs> um, yeah she's so cool stealth Christine when she's hiding underneath the, the pile debris, of garbage pile yeah. of garbage the debris yeah yeah I don't know exactly what it was anyway <laughs> So they have they have the face off and she gets crushed. She gets run over by that giant tractor. Oh, it's so Ooh, yeah. Ooh. I oh. I do have to touch on one scene because I really liked it, and it's after she tries like bashing into something and gets all mangled. Fantastic scene where she backs up into the shadows and the whole front end of her is destroyed, and you just see the the lights come on one at a time until all the lights are on. I d- oh yeah! For whatever reason, that scene was awesomely done. <laughs> and then the front ends up making Christine look more monstery. It almost looks like teeth. Yeah. yeah, the teeth mark thing. That looks so cool. I mean, she looks so menacing. I I don't know how you can make a car menacing in a movie, but somehow yeah, they just figured it out. Kudos to whoever was in charge of. Well, I mean, getting run over by a car is scary, but they make this car. <laughs> they make the car itself. A scary entity. Yeah, like, like, there's so much tension in this movie. To make it look like a monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Movie's great. But she gets smashed into a cube, taken to which, the dump. Which is a different car because it had different wheels. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we're when not she, anyway, Wolverine, anyway, anyway. she healed differently. <laughs> yeah. So she's a cube in, in the dump, and <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton's there. Everything's resolved. You got her, Dennis, and... Well, Lee, Dennis, and Harry Dean Stanton standing there. And then they hear some 50s music playing. Oh, oh. But it's just a guy with a boombox walking by. <laughs> that scene is so good. Just walking through the junkyard, junkyard with a yep. boombox on his shoulder. <laughs> and then, like, a part of the... A part of Christine's cube starts moving around. Yeah, yeah a little little, little piece of the fender starts bending back a little right bit. Yeah. 
and then we of course get back to the bone to end it out yes so what do you think oh i love this movie (laughs) i've now i i have technically seen it before but i have seen the really weird tv cut of it which is nowhere near as good all the shitters are. i know they took out the shitters (laughs) yeah what's this movie without shitters fantastic great a really good amount of horror for like the villain being a car yeah this is a i'll I'll let you talk paul first i don't know that's fine i (laughs) no definitely another one where i hadn't seen it but definitely worth seeing and uh yeah it's just one of the like we've said a bunch of times one of the coolest things is just seeing the car regenerate yeah like just seeing the effects they did and man they must have i think this is one you'll know but they must have destroyed a lot of cars to make this movie something like 24 i read oh man not all of them were functional anyway Mm. but they have various cars and i think two survived from the movie if i i read that correctly did some collector wind up with the two christines i'm sure they did i also might be worth noting here that some of them are belvedere's and savoy's like a couple of them but they have the same body. I, I think I noticed a scene or two because Christine's seats were different, which is... That's what I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you mentioned, look at the diff- seat. Yeah, there's there's this sort of dip in one. It's, yeah, it's well, a whole yeah. thing. I, I looked at the cars and really studied them before we watched the movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this has this weird design on the seat here. And that's uh, the only way you could tell. But Arnie's probably sitting there. So it, there's no way you could tell. Yeah. And the trim is slightly different. That's not the point. Um, <laughs> I love this movie. If you can't tell, it's an amazing film. I think this may be one of the best, one of the two movies I would introduce someone to John Carpenter with because it's a fast-paced movie and it's just good from start to finish. You can't complain about it too much, even though we nitpicked a little bit. Well, that's, <laughs> that's true. We we nitpick, but I mean that's it, it's all in good fun. Yeah, it, we wouldn't be laughing and enjoying this so much if we didn't actually love the movie. Oh yeah, like if we uh if we didn't like the movie, we would be saying, "Wow, that was terrible." <laughs> yep, my notes are mostly just little entertaining things like the shitters. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, I mean John Carpenter is awesome. We all know that. He's more well-respected now probably. But Now now how early was this in his 1983 so he'd done uh, oh yeah yeah go ahead go ahead he'd done other things before this halloween um the thing okay fog i think came out before this and i don't think that was that successful i think it was did okay there was the 1979 tv movie elvis which i mentioned in (laughs) maximum overdrive (laughs) with pat hingle as colonel Uh, tom parker so you know that's also a john carpenter movie i i do i i agree with you because this is a great exposure to john carpenter's style yeah it's a good movie i mean it has a little bit of differences i think it's easier to for someone to digest because it's more mainstream yeah yeah you you can tell it's john carpenter but not quite as different as he can be well moving right along to the grand finale of this episode which i'm sure you're all waiting for i know i am you'll have to add a drum roll in this part (laughs) which of these two movies did you like better okay who who do you want to go first um josh started maximum overdrive first so we'll do you okay now i did love maximum overdrive a lot of fun a lot of crazy extreme stuff christine also very awesome always love anything involving good car chases uh comparing the two like 
Got uh, some really good actors in both of them. Awesome soundtracks for both of them. Cars. <laughs> and I'm going to have to say probably Christine. Okay. I wasn't sure because we loved it Maximum is, Overdrive. It, is, it was a hard one because... <laughs> I love I loved Maximum Overdrive. Don't take that as me not liking that. But yeah, I think you should all know that. Oh yeah, like both both of them are great and worth watching. I I think it might be part of it. Just I liked the uh, the more horror-y feel of Christine. And it's certainly more well directed. Not to be bashing on Stephen King because he did a great job with Maximum Overdrive. He, he did, but that one feels a lot more. I, I guess I would say Christine is more a horror movie. Maximum Overdrive had more of a, like a dystopian feel, kind of like that, you know, people are struggling to survive X scenario, you know, insert zombies, Mad Max, whatever you want there. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a campy version of Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, it really, it, actually, that's a very good way to describe it. If so Mad Max, like, all the vehicles were somehow... Oh, yeah, so they were sentient, that's know, another sentient. Part. Yeah, Mad Max was sentient vehicles, but... Christine's going to be my choice for it. Okay. What do you think, Paul? All right. So I think it's hard to say because it depends on the mood you're in. If you want something, you know, more serious. And we were talking about how Arnie toward the end, he's actually like, man, this guy's, you know, he's unstable. Like if you if you want horror, go with Christine. But I don't know. I'm just thinking it depends what people are into. Uh, Maximum Overdrive, like watching that with a group of friends, like it's pretty guaranteed that you guys are going to have a good time. There's nothing finer. Yeah, like like we said, it's campy Mad Max with self-driving cars. So, yeah. you know, I'm. it just depends the mood you're in, but we had a really fun time. I thought it was, if you want to laugh and enjoy just the ridiculous over-the-top stuff, I'm going to go with Maximum Overdrive. Ooh. So it's up to you. That's funny. To break the tie. You know, I never considered the, uh, the group entertainment well, value of Maximum Overdrive, and that might have shifted it a little bit well, that's what I'm thinking, oh you're you know, changing is, your opinion no i'm, I'm no but just like the first one but it's a deciding factor you know it's like if you're watching something alone probably christine but if you're getting a group of people eh, if you're getting a group of friends together and like hey you guys want to watch some ridiculous 80s <laughs> horror i guess action it, it, it's supposedly gonna scare the hell out of you yes <laughs> it worked um I'll say this. Loving Maximum Overdrive is a very big part of my childhood and my persona. I love Maximum Overdrive. I need you to know this when I make my final decision. It's a classic film. No matter its faults, it's so worth seeing. Being a fan of film, however, <laughs> I unfortunately have to pick Christine. I love Christine so much. If, if I were picking a movie to watch with a group of people, it would be Maximum Overdrive. No question. Oh, okay. No yeah, question definitely. at all. all right. yeah. But I love Christine. I am obsessed with scenes in this movie. It looks scary. It's definitely a horror movie. And Maximum Overdrive fails as a horror movie and becomes an unintentional comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the only reason I'm voting for Christine. Because when I when we watched Maximum Overdrive, I was almost dead certain I was going to pick that. I I was too. I, I I had me vague memories of Christine, and it was you know eh, it, it was all right. But I mean, watching this, like, how can you beat this? Yeah, and not that I you know not that I wasn't familiar with Christine. I've seen it a number of times, and I mean, John Carpenter is my wife's favorite director so i've seen it probably more than some people but it had been a few years and i was thinking about it and i was like oh 
I do remember this from Christina like this. Oh, Harry Dean Stanton, so cool. And then I watched it and just the mood won me over. I, I love this movie so much. If I were giving it stars, four out of four stars. So I have to pick Christine, I guess. Such a <laughs> close call. And I'm sure people who listen to this did not expect that. You know, it, it's hard to tell. Well, I don't think, I know people don't like Maximum Overdrive. I've heard people bash it plenty of times and it isn't a traditionally good movie, but it's it's fun to watch. You should watch it. Oh, yeah. I give these both a high recommendation. I think all three of us do. Oh, definitely. But I guess two of us voted for Christine. So our first winner, Christine. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess we'll have to say Christine. I'm sorry, Paul. Okay. Christine wins in the grudge match (laughs) against all the trucks. I think it's because the trucks can't have regenerative powers. Oh, yes. One rocket launcher and they're gone. Exactly. (laughs) Just one rocket launcher. That's all it takes. (laughs) Christine can handle a rocket launcher. That's the thing. I mean... There was definitely the implication that crushing her into a cube wasn't enough to stop her. Yeah, you well, can do anything to Christine. She'll come back three weeks well, later. Well, to be fair, she was in the gas station when it exploded, oh, yeah, and it can... just made her look more menacing. So <laughs> she... I could only imagine what a rocket launcher would do. She could take out all the mechanical overlords. But what do you think in the Maximum Overdrive world, if Christine existed, do you think she would be taken over by the mechanical overlords? Mm. Oh, I don't think they got enough to take over Christine. They can't handle her? She can't. They can't handle Christine. <laughs> so their their powers can't take over Christine? Nope. So maybe she's the hero of Maximum Overdrive? Uh, if they make like a Maximum Overdrive movie? and Christine 2, the y- crossover. Yeah, Christine starts taking out the trucks in like oh, that... unique and intelligent ways. Yeah, you know, she gets the the person that she attaches to that's her her love oh you know estevez is going to there you go christine oh man they should make that movie now (laughs) christine falls for emilio estevez he's trying to survive the semis clearly christine has to come to the rescue i would watch this movie over and over again in that scenario christine is the hero the moments where christine fights the happy toys truck with the green goblin on oh yeah that's that's the showdown oh it's so good i want that movie (laughs) Screw this RoboCop versus Terminator that everyone keeps talking about. <laughs> Screw the multiple Alien versus Predator films oh, or yeah. Freddy versus Jason or any of that crap. Who cares about it? We, we, we want Maximum Overdrive versus Christine. We, we found the real showdown. Perfect movie. <laughs> oh, yes. So, yes, Christine. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll end it here because we do have someone else in the room and she can't stop laughing. So, until next time, everyone. Adios, au revoir, au revoir, au revoir.